Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's February 5th, Monday, monthly takeover. The first one of 2024. I am Matt Joel Pearl. It's time to get in the weeds. Jeremy Lambert is here. It's going to be a very busy show. It's going to be a great show. Hell of a show. Best show we've ever done. Hi, Jeremy. How you doing? I'm well, Joel. Hello, everyone here on the main channel. It's uh, It's been a month. It's been a week. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, but we're here. We're kicking. We do have a great show for everybody. Lots to talk about. Plenty. I, yeah. I messed up. We did do a monthly Monday takeover because we were the January 1st January, show. yeah. This isn't the first. This is the first one of the month. The only one of the month, technically. I got confused because it was the first and it was such a... Like, January was a lifetime ago. True. So all I can think about is how we haven't done one yet. But no, I'm wrong. You're right. We had done one on January 1st because we also we didn't do a Christmas show because what happens on Christmas Day? Exactly. No pop. Exactly. And that's how we got taken down on this video today. Anyway. <laughs> Use it too early? We got seven seconds. It's It's been a minute and a half. So? Anyway, wait, wait. we got plenty. We can Let's... use it for seven seconds. I it's guess. a three-second clip, but we're good, no. right? No, we're not. Nothing's good. Everything. No, everything's fine. Uh, let's get right into it. Today is going to be a busy day, like I said, at 10.15. So in about 10 minutes' time, we're looking forward to uh, welcoming Tim Marchman from Vice News onto the show. We're going to talk about uh, Vice's coverage of the Vince McMahon lawsuit uh, and some of the uh, the stories that they've broken through that investigation, through that through that uh, news story that's been developing. We're going to talk to him about a whole plethora of things. Uh, looking forward to that. That's at 10.15 a.m. Eastern, so in about 10 minutes' time. We, of course, are going to have to talk about what happened on SmackDown and the ever-expanding Rock, Roman, Cody Rhodes story. Whose story is it? I should probably... Uh, we, we should have done an Everybody Loves Raymond, or or, or whose, whose line is it anyway? And I should have made the graphic, whose story is it anyway? But see, Cody, he's an idiot. Not, you are going to get this taken down. You are going to get this demonetized. Stop it. I'm Why? Serious. It's not. We got seven seconds. No. Put the fair use graphic up there, Joel. No, it's not how it's happening. What do you mean? Uh, stop throwing these videos up. I'm serious. We will get taken down. If, if Believe me, if our other videos, like the, the CM Punk returns to WWE storyline, if that gets taken down, Sean getting ready for Shaz and McKenzie, that got not taken down, but they all got struck. Stop it. Stop it. Can't have any fun with these drops here. Just yeah. Can't have any fun. No, you can't. No, not not when it's going to mess with everything. I what love if I... so unserious. No, I want to bring up Connor Casey. Welcome to WrestleMania where the matches are made up and stories don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Who's, whose story is it anyway here on CW? <laughs> 
Am I gonna why why am I gonna get us taken down? These are all fair. It's copyrighted material. Stop it. We got seven seconds. No, stop it. Why not? Stop it. Can I what if what if like we did the audio drop with with a video? Would that have worked? Can we do that? I don't know. The the listen, the point here is we're here on Fightful Overbooked every Joel has given up on this show. I think I've legitimately made him bad. I think he's actually angry on this. I'm sorry, Joel. I'm very sorry. Your mic, you're muted. Oh, there we go. Okay. No, I know. I know when my board is muted, Jeremy. It's got a big red light like the one I want to light you up with right now. He's oh. trying to get to the plugs. <laughs> Are you going to do this to Tim? Are you going to do this to Tim? He's going to. No, absolutely not. I'm going to be a professional. I'll be a professional. Something tells me you won't. I will totally be a professional. Joel, I, had, I got a lot of hate on Twitter this, this past Good. Time. Weekend, <laughs> I was trolling everybody on Twitter this weekend. Oh, that Cody Rhodes, uh, Money in the Bank intro with the cut, the rock roll that I got everyone. People were being very mean to me, Joel. Good. They were telling me to go to hell. They Good. were threatening to beat me up. Good. It was it was very very mean. You might call it mean. karma. <laughs> All because I I like to have fun with my wrestling. We're not allowed to have fun in wrestling. We've discovered this. We've talked about this. What I was trying to say <laughs> is that we're here over on Fightful Overbooked Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern till noon. But at the top of every month, we come over to this channel, youtube.com slash Fightful, and we bring this brand of nonsense along with it. Sometimes I want to punch Jeremy in the face in the beginning of the show. Apparently, I can't use this brand of nonsense. We can use the, we can use, if we use the audio clip with, a, a photo we'd be okay right probably yeah more likely okay we'll start doing that someone in the chat saying cut joel a break he's tired after his match with the, i'm i'm tired period i haven't slept well in three days i just I'm, whose fault is that the the dryness in my apartment anyway what? well Not- I, I there's a super chat people are asking about the brian keith tweet we'll talk about that in a few minutes because yeah you were being a little jerk on twitter i, don't think too. I was i think hey. i was being I, I think i was being very uh very accurate hater. in my description of what was going on hater no i'm not a hater i just i question you hate aew it's, it's <laughs> no uh no i i i know it's not what that is uh yeah. anyway. You wish I hated AEW. It'd be great. I do. By the way, I do have a humidifier for those in the chat. I do have a humidifier, and it's still messing up. It's just it's a cough. That hundred day cough that Jeremy has, I've got it now. So uh, mine's doing uh, better. Yeah, so is mine. It's just when I go to sleep, it acts up. It's fine. Joel hates. Don't stop it. I do not. Now, hate why them. do you hate AEW, Joel? I don't hate AEW, and I don't mm. hate Brian Keith. Mm. We'll talk about that after we finish our conversation with Tim. So uh, we'll get right into that. People, y'all are trolls. Anyway, while you're trolling us, why don't you troll us a thumbs up here on the video 
and subscribe to youtube.com slash Fightful and then head over to youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Subscribe to us over there. We're over 15,000 strong. We got so much to go through. And of course, you can donate a super chat as well. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. People already started before we even got there. Um, do we want to uh, Well, hit this one first? We got a very, uh, a very nice one from our do it saying the politics is succession level. Is it the rock really politicking or is it TKO creating a false crisis to get eyes off of them for the Vince McMahon lawsuit? Does this delay house cleaning with WWE or indicate it'd be coming sooner than later? I think Brandon Thurston summed it up very nicely in that the district attorneys in New York don't care about the WrestleMania main event. Yeah. Yeah, they they don't care at all if it's cody roman rock bring back cena bring in batista hey rollins punk can go they don't care they're not looking at that at all so while we might be mad about it online uh i don't think this is going away anytime soon just because wrestling fans are mad about wrestling online i don't think anybody has to worry about that yeah right now the conversation with rock is I think with most fans, it's a fan service thing. It's a it's a fan thing. It's an it's a storyline thing. Some people are are taking it and making it into a you know using 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 the galaxy brain method of thinking that this is taking away. And listen, from a PR perspective, yeah, it it is. I'm not going to lie to y'all. There's absolutely a possibility that the Vince McMahon lawsuit is being kind of thrown away in the news wire by doing this. But that doesn't mean it has a long-term gain. It's very short-term. Yeah, I I wouldn't worry about it, everybody. I would not worry about what's happening on screen in wrestling superseding the Vince McMahon lawsuit. Uh, you know, you can you can be upset at the WrestleMania main event and what it may or may not be. And it, that doesn't mean you are ignoring the lawsuit. Uh, I saw a lot of that, which I thought was very disingenuous of like, oh, the, the, this is what everybody should be talking about. More people should be mad about this. Like people are still mad about this as far as I know. But just because you're focusing now on the WrestleMania main event, like that's okay. It's okay to talk about something else. It'll be all right. Yeah, it's a, it's a double shot. Like it's a... One is a real-life news story that is currently being discussed, that is currently getting more and more uh, coverage, as it should, especially in the mainstream. And the other one is a wrestling storyline that people are also invested in and are trying to kind of wrap their heads around whether or not it makes sense. And let's be honest, it's a lot easier to discuss stupid wrestling nonsense, like what we see on screen with The Rock and Cody and Roman Reigns, then have a discussion about the Vince McMahon lawsuit, especially on Twitter. I'd much prefer if people talked about the WrestleMania stuff on Twitter than trying to give their opinion on the Vince stuff and then going back and forth on that because so much is lost in that conversation. I hope that if you do have an outlet like we have, that you still you don't let the Vince stuff go and you continue to have that discussion but if you're just on social media complaining about wrestling storylines, I'd much rather you do all that and discuss what's happening on television than try to give nuance to something that on a, on a platform and a medium 
where nuance is is frowned upon. We uh, we got some bits from Cyclops is better than Logan over on. We still use it, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. It still exists, I swear. We still stream on there. People acting like just because people are mad about Cody, they can't be mad at Vince at the same time. It's a bad faith argument to make WWE and their fans look bad. They sadly don't care about the women. They just want to dunk on WWE. I mean, up to a point, yeah, I fully agree. The uh, It's just, yeah, it, it's two very categorically different things to be upset about that happen to be concurrent. And that's that's really the uh, the most frustrating part of it is that we're taking what is effectively a storyline, and at the same time we're also trying to wrap our heads around a real life investigation, a real life lawsuit, and everything's kind of getting wrapped up because in the wrestling world, unfortunately, we tend to think the show and not the reality. So, yeah, yeah I don't know if you had anything to add before we bring on our guest. Uh no, I mean well, we can we can get into it. Like we we got got a lot to talk about with this. Yeah, uh, let's uh, let's bring him on right now. Uh, very very lucky, very happy, and welcoming uh, from Vice News. He's been covering the Vince McMahon story uh, along with uh, lots of other stuff over on Vice. We're welcoming now Tim Marchman. Good morning. Morning. How are you guys doing? Doing well. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us, Jeremy. Go ahead. Thanks for joining us, and we, we appreciate it. Um, let's let's kind of we're gonna jump around a little bit, but let's start with what you, your outlet and you specifically reported. Jeez, it was it was Thursday at this point. It seems like everything is is blown up, uh, just with different stuff coming out. But John Laurinaitis coming out and claiming he is a victim, uh, denying the allegations against him, and then claiming that you know he was part of, of being a victim of this. Was that expected? Like, what did you think when when you heard this from from Laurinaitis's attorney? I was quite surprised, uh, as as I said in the article, I wasn't actually reaching out to his lawyer for anything other than to confirm uh, that he was representing Laurinaitis, because to that point, I hadn't been able to uh, nail down who the counsel for any of the uh, parties on that side of this dispute were. So I had some information suggesting who was representing uh, Vince McMahon, who was representing TK on the corporate side, and who was representing Laurinaitis. So just wanted to reach out to them to establish some uh, lines of communication. We expect to be doing ongoing reporting here. And so obviously that's a very important thing to do is make sure you know who uh, the lawyer is for somebody who has claims like this made against them. Uh, and reached out and he, he just... Uh, confirmed that. And then he, he said that <clears throat> as an aside, his client was a victim here too. Um, so obviously we got that news app because it seemed very newsworthy, but as someone who's just been following this and as a, you know, a follower of, of wrestling and understands, you know, the power Laurinaitis has had uh, for most of the past 20 plus years uh, as head of talent relations, like the significance of it, really struck me pretty immediately the, you mentioned you know pro wrestling and let's let's talk about pro wrestling media for a minute because i think that there's a role to be played with with the pro wrestling media compared to outlets like wall street journal deadline or vice news do you think there's a role or an added benefit of pro wrestling media's coverage in a story like this yeah absolutely i mean <clears throat> God, that's a so that's a that's a complicated question, but it's a good question. So um, I think, 
and this is me just kind of putting my pundit hat on a little bit, but I would tend to think that a lot of significant news in a story like this is going to break from outlets uh, like the Wall Street Journal. And that's not because they're real reporters or anything like that. You know, I have a sports background, so I really bristle at any idea like that. It's just a matter of connections and experience in certain kinds of stories. Um, For instance, I don't want to make any uh, guesses because those tend to turn out wrong about like what the journal is sourcing is on some of the stories they've been breaking. But obviously being the the Wall Street Journal, they're going to, you know, they're probably going to have some longstanding connections with the Department of Justice um, or the FBI. That's not to say that the news about the sex trafficking uh, investigation even came from that direction, but they're going to have the relationships where if they hear something about that, they'll be more easily to, able to look into it, to confirm it. Um, other outlets are also going to have uh, people with backgrounds in legal reporting, people experienced in um, talking to survivors of sexual violence, different things like that. So there are elements where reporters um, who have a lot of experience with a type of story are probably going to be able to move the, move the ball ahead. But the wrestling media knows this and is, I think, in a position to um, make a lot of sense out of what's going on. Obviously, some members of the wrestling media are goofballs who go to, no offense to anyone, but go to press conferences and when you know, there's a hugely significant sex trafficking story. You're going to ask Paul Levesque, like, how awesome is it to be so awesome as you are? And so that's part of the wrestling media. But there are also a lot of people who really are interested in asking hard questions and just have command of a vast amount of information. One of the things that really strikes me about this story that's a little bit unique is that wrestling has not only people who've been covering it for a long time who know a lot about the kind of underworld of this business and can tell the difference between um, real and fake and with the ways in which the fake can be very real and, and all that sort of hall of mirrors stuff that you get with pro wrestling, but also just know a lot of things that are probably taken for granted by, by a lot of wrestling fans. Like um, there are so many, podcasts and interviews where wrestlers or former wrestlers or people in the, in the wrestling industry talk pretty openly about, you know, what look like serious criminal allegations. And that's going to be a very difficult thing for anyone coming to this cold to even be able to get context for, to be able to get their heads around. Whereas people who have been covering wrestling who are familiar, um, who are familiar with all this, are you know just going to have some some familiarity with that to, or, or or even with rumors that they've heard over the years and being able to piece those together and say like here is something that's come up over the years or here is something that really you know seems to bear on a pattern of how women have been treated in WWE over the years and the sort of you know this 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 seems like something where um you know, it might be worth revisiting or it seems like the sort of thing where maybe there are police reports or affidavits or different things attached to it so that we can get more verification for this information and start looking into it more. Um, you know, I think that could be really significant. Is that too vague? <laughs> Is that too vague an answer? I can go in another direction with that if you were getting at something else. No, I, I wasn't because this is something that's been ongoing with other conversations in the sphere. And, and I'll ask you about something else in a minute, but this was like, 
this was where where does pro wrestling media fit into this and i think you've, you've covered it pretty well because wrestling is a, is a weird world as you know as, as a fan and as someone who's covering it now and it's it is trying to find those nuances and trying to find where the reality is in a world where there's a lot of uh, distorted reality yeah it's that and also it's kind of helpful that it's kind of helpful in a lot of ways that there is so much out there because one of the one of the tricks with reporting a story like this is not just you know the kind of mundane stuff i was talking about earlier like um you know do you have sources in this or that part of the government who might be able to, to help you out with a, a different a, a sort of thing but you know you're dealing with very serious criminal allegations and so you have to be very careful because you know it's a you know you don't want to end up defaming anybody or anything like that if um you know, if your reporter doesn't have a background with that, it's understandable that you'd be be very cautious. Um, but at the same time, you have this wealth of information that's already out there. And sometimes something like this, a lot of it is like putting together a jigsaw puzzle. Like a lot of the pieces are already on the table, I, I tend to think. What's your temperature as far as where this case goes? Because it was reported on Friday morning that it's now a federal thing. Vince is under federal investigation. Um, I don't know if you've heard uh, Ann Callis, Janelle Grant's lawyer, say she's been kind of overwhelmed and swarmed with people who are willing to come forward by by what, what, what I'm feeling based on what Ann Callis is saying doesn't sound like there's any willingness to settle, but we also know how that thing goes as the process moves along and then the scrutiny comes and the money mm-hmm. potentially gets upped. But now that it's, you know, a federal case, what's your temperature on sort of where this case goes? Um, well, it's difficult to make predictions, especially about the future, but I'd tease that apart into two things. So on the criminal side, um, this is, you know, obviously exceptionally serious uh, for, for WWE. Because, so, um, sex trafficking is at the federal level. It's a crime involving, um, you know, commercial sex acts, uh, and, and, and forced fraud or coercion. It's a three part test. Um, I am not a lawyer, but what's in the complaint that Ms. Grant filed certainly seems to pass the test for triggering an investigation. We know from the journals. Uh, reporting there is a sex trafficking investigation. So that's really problematic for WWE because at that point, um, you know, there's been reporting that they took Vince McMahon's phone, they imaged it, so they have, like, access to all his communication. Um, There's a grand jury. Prosecutors can go any direction they want from there. Um, They can go as far back into the past as they want they have extraordinary latitude to get into other crimes. So, you know, an investigation here wouldn't just be about grant. It would be about wherever that leads to really. Um, If this, you know, they're, they're looking at the other NDAs, um, you know, I, I think that's really bad for WWE. I think, you know, there's been, an ongoing investigation of some sort dating back to 2022. And there are so many, there's so many aspects to the behavior alleged in the complaint from a criminal perspective. There's, I would have to imagine if there hasn't been an SEC investigation, there's at least a possibility of um, an SEC investigation to, you know, things we've reported on a bit and that are known involving where the money came from. The fact that McMahon didn't, um, let WWE's lawyers in on these NDAs. They were drafted by his own lawyers. 
Um, you know, there's uh, there was a revised issues or earnings statement issued due to that. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but I would have to think there's at least some potential for investigation there. And then if you start going back years, there are all the things we know about, like the, um, you know, you're, you're talking about serious felonies that don't have statutes of limitations on them in some cases. So you're absolutely looking at the possibility that, for instance, if prosecutors wanted to go back 30 years and look at the Ring Boy scandal, like they could do that. Um, so that's all on the criminal side. It's basically it lays open, you know, everything about uh, how WWE has conducted business, how Vince McMahon has treated people. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I mean, that can just, that can just go, that could be yours. They could, they could file some charges tomorrow. It's, it's really difficult to say on the civil side. Uh, I don't know, but I, I certainly have, have also, I'm also under the impression that uh, Ann Callis is hearing from a lot of people and there is you know, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Um, not all of it, you know, this egregious necessarily. I think we're all, everyone who's, who's aware of, you know, kind of behind the scenes stuff in WWE is aware that there's a long his, history of allegations of, um, you know, harassment, a discriminatory work environment, um, just a bad place to be. Are there people who maybe, you know, weren't involved with anything like uh, the allegations made in the suit, but who still might have, you know, a case for lost earnings due to, um, you know, harassment or turning down advances, like maybe. Are there people who signed NDAs and now find that those NDAs are not valid and they want to revisit claims? That's certainly possible. I mean, we just, we, we really have no idea. And one thing that really, you know, there are a few things that, Strike me about all this, but I'll just I'll just throw out a couple. One is in the complaint. This hasn't gotten a lot of notice, but one of the four corporate officers is actually mentioned in the complaint. I don't have it in front of me, so I, you know I want to be clear. I'm just going off my recollection of it, but I believe that it's cited as upon information and belief, which is you know just a lawyer's way of saying we we know this, but we're not going to say how we know it right now. Um, one of the officers was left the company under circumstances having to do with, you know, not wanting to be involved with having, you know, grants on the payroll. So like, is there a corporate officer out there who was fired over, over this in some way that, that seems to be kind of animated in the complaint. So you have things like that out there. You also have, um, you know, there's been so much talk about the NDAs that were signed, but there are, there's also the possibility that there were lots of people who are subjected to inappropriate conduct or, you know, possible serious, um, you know, very grave misconduct who, who didn't sign NDAs. So there's, I mean, there's, there's just a nest there before even starting to get into whether, you know, what shareholders think about uh, the way all this was handled and the way McMahon was brought back in, even though higher ups would have been familiar with the fact that he was a ticking time bomb, they even put it in SEC disclosures. So yeah, I think it's really very early in the state, in the process of all this playing out because you're going to have 
callous and you're going to have other lawyers identifying people with, with claims. And I don't think anyone really has a good guess how many of those there are. And you're going to have um, a, a federal investigation that even just from what we know has, you know, at, at least good reason to be investigating. And, you know, they have, you know, they have access to Vince McMahon's phone and we've seen what he allegedly puts in his text messages. So if that is a um, pattern of him documenting this behavior that explicitly, then, you know, gosh. You emphatically put down the mug. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were about to follow up with something there. No, no, no. I'm just kind of trailing off and do it. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, this is painfully obvious, but, but this is really big and it, and, and there's a lot of, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, potential exposure here, I think for, for a lot of people. You mentioned the, the WWE press conferences and, and the questions I could ask there. Was there ever a time, especially given, you know, the Royal Rumble press conference that just happened or the WrestleMania kickoff one that they're doing in Vegas this Thursday? Was there ever talk uh, advice about sending somebody to ask a question like that? Because I know it's typically not oh. where y'all would be. No. Um, no, I mean, that's it's, we just wouldn't prioritize that. Uh, partly because, you know, you go and um, <clears throat> maybe you get one question and maybe, maybe you do or don't get it answered. I mean, I think the, the, the questions... Um, the questions I have for the questions I have for WWE are mainly ones we'd, we'd probably put to their spokesperson and that they would want some sort of legal counsel to review. Um, obviously if they would, you know, put me in touch for a, a, you know, a half hour interview with, with Paul Levesque or even ask him one question, um, I'd love to do that. And I'm sure we'll come to a point in the, in the process where, you know, we'll want to do that and we'll put in a request for that. But no, just, just going to ask one question at a press conference. That would be a pretty expensive question. Valid. I, I ask because there are a lot of people who, who make references to that and say, why aren't there people like this in the room? And that's a, that's a great answer. It's a good perspective. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, I don't want to, you know, step on a potential question, but there are going to be a lot of people at this press conference on Thursday. Apparently there will be an opportunity to ask Triple H a question what question would you ask them or do you think should be asked if media are going to be there and they view this as an opportunity of like hey we don't get a whole lot of time with triple h this is a chance much like the royal rumble press conference this is something that should be asked we should not just be ignoring this um you know there are a lot of questions that i can think of that could be asked um so as a tactical thing um, despite his performance in the, in the press, much scrutinized press conference, uh, last week, you know, there's a highly savvy media trained man who's been speaking extemporaneously on live television for decades. Um, so if you're asking a question, I think it's probably a good idea to ask a yes or no question rather than one that can be pretty easily derailed into a statement about how, how, how great things are. And you also don't want to ask something that can be um, brushed away with the, I can't, you know, I can't comment on that uh, because he's the corporate officer of a defendant in a lawsuit and he has every reason not to say anything. I mean, I wouldn't say anything. I've been, <laughs> you know, I've been an editor when 
of stories where we've had people send us legal demand letters or have even filed lawsuit. Um, you know, not here at Vice, but in the past. And the first, uh, you know, no matter how nonsensical the suit is, the first advice you get from your lawyer is don't talk about this, don't tweet about this, don't put anything in writing about this. If you have something to say, you should talk about it, ideally in person. And the reason for that isn't anything sketchy. It's that in the discovery process, anything you say about it can be brought in. It can be brought in as evidence. It can be misconstrued. It can take on a context. It's wisest just to say nothing about it and certainly nothing in public and not in front of, you know, a potential audience of millions of people. So the first question that comes to mind for me is actually just, would WWE be willing to release um, anyone who's signed to an NDA or confidentiality agreement from the terms of that? And if, if, if not, why not? That's a step that um, Julie Roginski from Lift Our Voices mentioned to me when I talked to her the other day. That's an organization that um, focuses on NDAs and other uh, legal issues that tend to, uh, you know, that have to do with toxic workplace environments. So there's no real, there's no real reason he couldn't answer that question. And if uh, WWE has nothing to hide in any of those confidentiality agreements, it should be willing to let them out. He might not be the person who would ultimately make that decision. I don't think the chief creative officer would. I think that would be, you know, probably Nick Khan or something, but it's something he can speak on. And if the answer to that isn't yes, um, I mean, that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but that'd be interesting information to know. Um, I think another kind of similar question might be, and it's not something I would necessarily think you'd know about off the top of his head, but in Connecticut right now, there is proposed legislation that would bar many types of non-disclosure agreements in the workplace. Um, they're not, you know, they're not all bad. Even people who are strong um, advocates for, for survivors and consider these very, uh, you know, bad instruments generally will allow, like, you know, if you work for Tesla, you shouldn't be able to quit and then the next day take you know, the Tesla battery design over to Apple, right? Like that sort of thing shouldn't be there, but, um, you know, NDAs that are, that are covering up, uh, claims of sexual abuse and harassment and things like that. There's, there's more and more legislation being offered at the state level. Um, you know, that would regulate those in some case, ban those. There is proposed legislation like that in Connecticut. So I would be curious if Levesque, um, you know, supports that legislation. Should these be banned? The legislation in Connecticut would potentially, um, by the way, invalidate uh, NDAs retroactively. Like there is the there is the potential for for that to come in. So it's you know it's very much an ongoing issue. He's the corporate officer of a uh, company that you know is a big player in Connecticut, and you know I'd just be interested in seeing what he had to say about that. A little lighter fare. You mentioned Tesla. How ugly is the Cybertruck? Oh my God. I, I, I've seen a million dystopian movies, read a million dystopian comic books and fantasized about what I would ride around in the, in the aftertimes many times. And it never looked like that. Good grief. I just, I saw your, your, uh, I saw your work on the, on the Cybertruck and the ongoing conversation there. I just had, I had to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my last one switching back quickly to to the WWE stuff is just the, the resources dedicated to this lawsuit from particularly Vice because I know hey, David Bixenspan has done work 
with, with Vice and you guys, yep. uh, I know it's Vice TV, but it's, you know, they do Dark Side of the Ring and everything. Like how, how much resource is going into continuing to to cover this to make sure like it really doesn't go away? Because we were talking before you came on air, like, you know, everybody is up in arms about the WrestleMania main event and people are like, oh, well, we're losing sight of the real issue here. And I think a lot of people are worried that that's going to happen. Oh, no. I mean, I'm not going to talk about what specifically we're doing behind the scenes, but like we're very committed to this. The Wall Street Journal is clearly very committed to this. And just like to give, I don't want to insult anybody, but I do know that wrestling fans can tend to be a little bit in the wrestling bubble. And, and like, yeah, they suck. We insult them all the time. Don't worry about it. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> you know, the perspective can get a little distorted. This is um, the chairman of the board until last week of a $20 billion company in business with Ari Emanuel and Endeavor, someone who's been a, a globally famous celebrity for decades, is the subject of an FBI sex trafficking investigation. Um, <laughs> it, like, wrestling booking decisions have absolutely nothing to do with how the story is going to play out. Um, how much attention is going to be paid to it, it's way beyond that point. Like the idea that the um, you know the idea that that Dwayne Johnson uh, going into the wrestling WrestleMania main event, winning the WrestleMania main event, um, going in the ring and and doing some sort of scathing promo about Paul Levesque's career of backstage maneuvering or like anything like that is so far removed from the reality of what's going on here. I mean, this is just. Uh, a very big, very complicated, very lurid story that's I don't see any way it doesn't get significantly messier. Like here I will here I will again throw out just I'm just this is just an observation you can draw from the complaint. Two observations you can draw from the complaint. One is Vince McMahon was what, 75 at the time this behavior is alleged, like in the, in his mid mid-70s, getting into his late 70s, because it covered a few years. Um, obviously you don't start doing the sorts of things he's alleged to have done here in your seventies. So, you know, um, unless this is whole cloth fabrication, which there's absolutely no reason to think it is, um, you know, there is, there is substantial reason at least to believe that there's a pattern of this behavior. Part of the pattern of behavior is that he in at least one instance we're aware of, thought it was appropriate as part of contract negotiations to offer a woman to someone he was negotiating with, right? Like that is what is alleged in the complaint is that he wanted to throw in a human being, Janelle Grant, as a sweetener to uh, the former UFC champion with whom he was negotiating, who, you know, is pretty much confirmed to be Brock Lesnar. There's no one else it could be. So one of the natural questions that arises out of that is, was this a pattern in his negotiating over the years, um, you know, offering women who were being paid uh, by WWE to, uh, to talent, to, you know, whoever he was negotiating with. That's a, you know, it might well be this is a one-off. I'm not getting ahead of myself, but it's a reasonable question to ask. Sure, it's a reasonable question to ask. And I think if you follow that up, then, you know, you're looking at a wide universe of really well-known people with whom he's done negotiate like high level negotiations over the years. Right. So 
I just put that out there not to like darkly hint at anything, but just to, to stress like the scope of this, this could involve like a lot of people. This could involve a lot of really well-known people, both between the inherently very serious nature of the crimes alleged here and the fact that there are, you know, very well-known people, very well-known, very powerful people who have been in, you know, the upper orbit of, of WWE and have done business with Vince McMahon over the years. It's just not something that's, it's not something that anyone's going to drop. Like in uh, a story like this, it can stretch on years. And if you look at things like the Bill Cosby or Harvey Weinstein stories, which I think are appropriate comparisons, um, and I can unpack that a little bit if you want to, um, those go on for a long time. You're talking about civil trials. You're talking about criminal trials. You're talking about people coming forward to the press. You're talking about the press digging up old allegations and getting new information about them. Like, you know, does that mean that every day from here to the end of time is going to be dominated by new revelations about Vince McMahon and how he does business and WWE and who knew what, when? And no, it doesn't mean that. I mean, you could go weeks, you could go months, and then something new could come out. Um, so I think any idea that, um, you know, WWE is going to be jet- able to Jedi mind trick their way out of this is just, I mean, it's just not looking at reality. Like, like there's, there's, there's no way. Even if, you know, even if the grant lawsuit was settled, you'd still have who knows how many people with claims, probably ranging from the pretty frivolous to the extremely serious, um, who would be motivated. You have other lawyers out there who would be motivated to take cases on contingency, and you have the federal government there, um, which. You know, it has a lot to look into and it has all the resources in the world to do it. That's one very obvious thing, by the way, I want to just point out because I know a lot of people, um, you know, they don't necessarily pay attention to these distinctions and that's fine. But when you're looking at a local, when you're looking at a local law enforcement agency, they're going to have fairly limited resources, um, even, a, even a really big one, unless you're talking about like the NYPD, just in terms of time. Like if you're looking at, um, you know, because I do this in the course of my reporting, you talk to, um say a sheriff in suburban Kansas city about an ongoing investigation they have. And they will say very straightforwardly, right? Like, or, you know, you talk to a prosecutor, they'll say like, I have three full-time investigators and I have a travel budget of X and I have to, you know, I have murder cases. I have all these things I have to look into. I have to be very sparing about where I put my resources. Like I have a lead that the murderer was seen in, uh, you know, North Dakota. Um, do, I send someone out there to look into that. That costs, you know, 5% of my annual budget. What are the odds I'm going to get something out of that? This case um, is not like that at all. The, the federal government for, for the purposes of this investigation has functionally unlimited resources. They can send as many people to go talk to as many people as they want. It's not really an issue. They can, um, you know, if they want, they can send sit a couple of people down and tell them to read the entire back catalog of the wrestling observer and pull out everything that they think bears looking into. I doubt they're actually doing that, but like they can, um, this, you know, would be a very complicated process if there's actually a prosecution bot. I'm sure there would be a very vigorous defense, but it's, um, you know, it's not like a TV show where there's like, one dog and investigator trying to pull it all together by himself. I mean, this is a big deal.
Sorry, I had myself muted for a second. Uh, Tim, I do want to thank you for your time this morning. You've been very generous with us. Uh, I want to give you a chance just to plug uh, what you're working on and what's coming up with Vice. Um, what I'm working on. I can't really talk about it, but it's all very exciting. So continue to uh, continue <laughs> continue to check the site out. We're trying but, to get our scoops here now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say like we're... Um, you know, we're, we're definitely continuing to look into this. I know, you know, competitors of ours are definitely continuing to look into this. I know the, um, you know, the wrestling media is going to continue to look into this. And I know, I'm, you know, I've heard a lot of different things from different people since, um, we started publishing a couple of stories about this, uh, all of it very helpful, but fans have been very helpful. I've been getting like emails and direct messages from people who are just like, Hey, I don't know if you know about this story, but like. Uh, you know, this happened eight years ago and I thought it was always kind of, I always thought it was kind of weird. So maybe you want to look into it. Like, um, and I would encourage everybody, uh, you know, who's, who's listening to this, just a fan is like, if you see a reporter whose work you like, or, or, you know, someone, someone who's covering this and they seem, and they seem legit by all means, reach out to them. There are, you know, it doesn't have to be me. There are people, plenty of outlets, um, who are covering this stuff and I'm sure they want to know about that. It's, it's really helpful to know because no one's brain can keep all this stuff, um, you know, in there at one time, it's just too much. So it's, um, it's great to be hearing about all that stuff. And, um, you know, I think there's, there's a lot there that is worth discussing and examining and, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big mess. And, you know, my hope is just that, um, people find justice, no matter no matter what that that be, and that goes for everyone. That goes for um, you know survivors of misconduct. That goes for the accused. I don't I don't want anybody who's been falsely accused uh, to be <laughs> not to be vindicated. Let's just get the truth out and see 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 where the chips fall. Tim, we appreciate you joining us today. Um, again, thank you. Thank you for your time. Very gracious with your time. I, I know you said you were, thought you might um and just like can't talk about that, but uh, I don't know if you can see our chat, but a lot of a lot of great comments of an informative conversation to to have. So I appreciate you again joining us and, and discussing this and, and keeping fans up to date on this. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. I'm sorry you listen to Sean Ross Sapp on your runs as well. <laughs> yeah, it's his, it's, uh, it's his fault. No, it's a uh, you know, fan, of, uh, fan of Fightful. So thanks very much for, for having me. And, you know, uh, let me know if I can do anything for you. Thank, Thank you, Tim. So I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll be in contact. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Take care. Take Bye. care. Tim Marchman from Vice. Uh, very, very informative conversation. Very, uh, very interesting conversation. Again, Chad, thank you so much for uh, for indulging us and for being a part of this conversation. This is something that, again, we we said at the top when this all broke, we said we're not going to stop talking about it. And as we continue to get more and more information about this Vince McMahon lawsuit and investigation, we are going to keep talking about it because it is something that's worth talking about. We're still going to talk about the other stuff in wrestling because we are still talking about the the entertainment side, the wrestling, the storyline stuff. But there is very much still a place for uh, for these conversations, and we like to make them here. So thank you very much. Yeah. Um, again, appreciate Tim. I, I reached out to him on Friday, maybe it was even Thursday. Um, that was Friday. I think it was our, after our show on Friday, uh, to see if he could come on and everything. And he was, you know, he was, as I mentioned, kind of at the end, he's like, I don't know if I'm gonna have much to say. And then, you know, we just did 35 minutes with Tim and I think he had plenty to say. And I saw a lot of comments in the chat of, you know, saying it was very informative and a very, uh, educating conversation. And I told him, 
I thought it would be. Like, even if he didn't think he would have much, I thought he would have a lot of insight that I certainly don't have. Um, and, and I don't want to speak for Joel, but I don't know how much Joel is, you know, really digging into these things. Like certainly Tim is getting, getting the things like uh, the John Laurinaitis, his lawyer saying John Laurinaitis is a victim. And the, the, in, the other article that came out with the NDAs on Friday. Um, so yeah, hopefully people got, got a lot of, uh, a lot of information out of that, some, some education. And, and like Joel said, we, we're not going to ignore this. If we go a show without talking about it, it probably just means there's not anything new and we're not going to rehash the same conversation we've had. But as new information comes out, we will continue to talk about it. We will continue to have guests on that are maybe closer to the situation than certainly myself and Joel when it comes to coverage. I, I said it on Friday. Somebody asked, like, would you get Ann Callis on? I've messaged Ann Callis. Uh, they have, they're very swamped. I've not heard anything back. Um, I'll message anybody. If you think there's somebody of, hey, I think this person would be very informative to talk to, let me know. I got no problem reaching out to people. The worst thing they can say is, is no. Uh, the worst thing that they can do is ignore me. And fine, we, we move on, we continue to do our show, but I'm not going to not message people just because like, eh, I don't really feel like talking about this. Let's talk about the latest WWE SmackDown. Like we're going to continue to talk about it and we're going to continue to make sure uh, our fan base is informed about it. And just because we don't talk about it for a day or for an hour, because we're about to move on, we're about to talk a lot about SmackDown, doesn't mean we are going to ignore this story because it's not a story worth ignore. And like Tim said, I hope that um I hope that people got if if nothing else, I hope you got a lot from it, but if nothing else, please realize what we said as well. This ain't going away. Just because we're talking about wrestling storylines and, and things like that, the federal government doesn't care about that. Other outlets like um like a Wall Street Journal, they don't care about the wrestling storyline stuff. They're out there. They're focusing on this story. We're a wrestling outlet. So we're going to talk, obviously, a lot about wrestling. But this is a wrestling story. And we're going to talk about this as well. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, uh, not much more to add. I can just say that from my perspective, when Tim said, you know, he didn't want to hum and haw around a lot of questions, uh, my framing of things really did want to be around how is pro wrestling media like us? How are we involved? Right. And that's that's something that continues to come up is why are we asking these questions or why aren't we in these rooms? And I think Tim kind of touched on these things very eloquently. And and same thing with the press conference questions. It's a it's a different it's a different scenario for them. It's a different situation. It's a different allocation. Uh, Jeremy and I talk about it all the time. There's no money in this pro wrestling game. A lot of us are, we're not, you know, we're, we're fan funded. We're fan supported. These bigger outlets have budgets and therefore those budgets need to be managed. And when they're managed, the money isn't necessarily sent, spent on, uh, you know, a flight to Vegas to maybe ask a question. They want to deal in absolutes. In this case, an absolute conversation or an absolute 
comment from a spokesperson on the record, so on and so forth. And I think those are, again, those are the, those are the insights that I hope that our audience gets and walks away with when we continue to ask questions like this and get people understanding, like that we have a place here in this conversation, but our conversation is not the same as one coming out of wall street journal, vice news, deadline, so on and so forth variety. There are a lot of different conversations and a lot of different perspectives that are given. And I hope that, Look, we got friends going to this press conference on Thursday. I hope they listened to this interview and they heard what Tim said. And if they do get an opportunity to ask Triple H a question, maybe they don't ask about WrestleMania and the booking. And they do use that opportunity to ask about this because I do think they are much like the Royal Rumble press conference. They It should not be ignored. It shouldn't. Like if you got the opportunity, like maybe ask the question, about that. And, you know, the Triple H might have his answer, Roman Reigns, Rock, they might have their no comment answer, just want to focus on WrestleMania. Fine. Still, if you got the opportunity to do it, you know, like maybe use it instead of, hey, is Cody going to be in the main event? Like, maybe, maybe talk about something that does, does matter more than what we see on television screen. Because I, I promise you, I promise you, somebody there will ask about the WrestleMania 40 main event. You're not hurting for that question. I do think people are more hurting for asking a question about this. So, you know, maybe maybe if you do have that opportunity, use that. Because you might not have that opportunity again. You don't know if people are going to ask that. I promise you somebody will ask about uh, somebody will ask about the WrestleMania 40 main event. And they will ask about Cody and things like that. Yeah. Again, it's how you cover your, it's, it's how you cover your event and your, attempt, your, it's, yeah, it's just how you cover the event. Sorry. I'm, I'm out of words right now, but uh, well, I want to, uh, I want to touch on this from, from, from Dave uh, asking if we, we talked about the Max Caster app. We haven't, uh, I saw it. Um, I will just say that it was tone deaf. It was stupid. And he has a history of this and Max Caster should just be better when it comes at this shocking rap stuff. I, I like Max Caster. I've, I've liked, you know, a lot of his lines in the, in the past and stuff. I thought they were witty. This was not witty. This was not something to joke about or anything like that. It wasn't even a good line. Like it, it wasn't even good. It was a house and, show live. The house show that happened to have been taped live on YouTube. Yeah, it was an Alpha One show. Like, just don't even, don't even do it. It you don't gain anything from it. Nothing good came of it. You just look stupid. And I thought he looked stupid. Yeah, it wasn't clever. Like, it wasn't even a good bar. You know, like I, I don't want to say I'll forgive. I'll forgive a joke. I'll forgive a rap lyric if it's like a ah. Oh, you know what? That was actually really good. But like this wasn't even good, so that makes it worse. His uh, my my hope is that somebody in the back, possibly the person running Alpha One, you know, you know, said no, not the place. Don't do that again. And that was that. You know, there's there is accountability that needs to be there, but unfortunately, that that hasn't really ever been a part of Max's uh, response to these to these lines. It, it would have been nice if you know after he made the Duke Lacrosse joke line um he got suspended for that 
this was what two three years ago at this point i you would have hoped he would have learned a lesson from that and matured from that and clearly he didn't and he wanted to just go for shock and really just shock that's the only thing that's the only way i can explain it is like oh let me hit a vince mcmahon line here and then it turned into it, it was tone deaf it, it wasn't shocking it, it wasn't in, in a bad way i guess but it, it was it was tone deaf and it, it it's not a good book like have have respect for victims in in, in cases like this and I, I don't i don't think our chat needs to hear this but i think anyone else who happens to pull this you know at one point and listen to it yeah, his his father, Max Caster's father, unfortunately, did pass away over the weekend. And we send our condolences to the Caster family. We do. Um, it's not an excuse to use that line, though. You can't use the, well, his dad died. Well, unfortunately. If anything, he should have probably just maybe not gone out there and performed. Like, And that's up to him. That's entirely up to him. My point yeah. is, you cannot, you cannot go out there and just be like, Oh, but his dad died, so he can get away with it. Well, no, that's that's not how this works. The two two things can be true at once. It was wrong of him to say those things, and it also is unfortunate and very sad that his dad passed away. Uh, he decided to work. There, there have been plenty of people who say, you know, this is my outlet. This is a way for me to to take my mind off of it. That's understandable. I get it. Um, at that point, you just have to kind of think about what you're doing and what you're saying out there. Yeah, uh, no condolences to to Max losing his father, but that certainly doesn't excuse that line. Like you still don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, or if we're if we're gonna move on. We can we can we can move on, and uh, we can talk about talk about old SmackDown. What a what a show that we had with uh. With SmackDown, Joel. Listen, the big takeaway from SmackDown is that soon enough, there will be an interaction between Tiffany Stratton and Pretty Deadly, and I will be here for it, and I will be waiting for it, and I will be absolutely ecstatic when I get to see those three on stage just just living together, just loving together, just laughing together. You see what I did there? Exactly. No pop. Damn it! I knew it was coming. I saw the the. Oh, fuck! I saw it coming. I saw it coming. <sighs> King Gray sent to Super Jet saying, "I hate that I'm so invested in this stupid product, and this whole Cody mess made me sad all weekend. I've also lost a lot of respect, or lost all respect for Dwayne the Rock Johnson." All right. So the big news, obviously, coming out of Friday night was uh, Cody steps. As, Cody Cody wins the Rumble. Cody steps aside. Cody doesn't finish the story, or at least not at WrestleMania. Instead, the Rock's going to finish the story for him, or is he? There's a there's a lot of moving parts going on in this conversation, but as of Friday, up until today, Monday, as of 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, the the story, not the match, it's not official. The story seems to be Roman versus Rock and Cody potentially taking on Seth Rollins. That's not official, but you can assume if one's going for one title, then the other would be going for the other. Heck of a way to get there, and I. I, I will preface it with this. I understand the annoyance. I, are you popping because the, yeah, that's what they thought. Uh, are, what? No, no. I, I saw you giggle. I thought you were looking at the chat and saying no pop and just laughing at you. No, but, I'm giggling because I find this whole thing very stupid yes, and did. hilarious. You did. And so, so <laughs> I saw you, you, you 
had your jokes and we do it. We're going to do it. It's fine. I got um, Cody fans. So Steven Jensen oh. is threatening to block me. Gunner, shout out to Gunner. He He's Gunner threatening. Mathis. Yeah, Gunner Mathis. He's threatening to, to block me. He's messaging Jensen of like your boy Jeremy's pissing me off. Sorry to you know peel back the curtain really bad, but they I got Cody group chats freaking out. Wow, my tweets. Cody Cody Cope Council is very mad at me. <laughs> Cody Cope Council. Oh my goodness. There, so oh my my feeling on Friday was we got here very poorly. And that seems to be the general consensus from those who who are talking about this, who, who are talking about this from a from a storyline perspective. This makes that the, this we got here with no sense behind it, um, and that's the the crux of the issue for many. It's that this just kind of happened, and there's been no sense made of it. Now they have they have a month to get there. We do have a month until WrestleMania, uh, almost two months. This is a long time away to hopefully make sense of something or change it around or make it change again. You made jokes of it, but what were your thoughts in the moment as you were laughing through it? Were you laughing to cope? Be honest, Jeremy Lambert. Were you just laughing to cope? The ITW anonymous general manager will confirm I cackled the entire time. Cackled. I thought it was hilarious hilarious when Cody comes out and he's like, I want that. First off, Roman's promo, never take the title off this man. This man should hold the title the entire time. Burying Seth, the exactly no pop line. Oh, I mean, I've turned it into a drop now, but like I was dying at that line. The whole, oh, Roman, I make 10 times more. I work 10 times less. He wishes he had Roman Reigns money. Just burying Seth, his little brother. So, so good. So, so good. Then Cody comes out and he's like, I want that title. You beat me. I don't just want that title. I want everything. You say this is your ring and your camera. I want all of that. And I'm going to take it, but not at WrestleMania. Once he hit that not at WrestleMania line, lost it absolutely lost it dying because i knew he was gonna go here's old Dwayne, and here comes rock he comes out there he pulls him in does the big hug cody looks like he's about to cry and then cody just has to deal with whatever rock told him rock told him seven bucks bitch and then cody had to get his ass out of the ring and then they did the big stare down and the crowd was like eh, yeah we kind of like it we're not really sure loved all of it. You know this, Joel. You know this. I don't, I'm not attached to any of this stuff. I don't got big time favorites. I like Brian Danielson, but I don't, I'm not attached to any of this. I root for the dumbest possible outcome ever because whatever makes me laugh is what I'm here for. And boy, did this make me laugh. I laughed. All through Friday night, I was laughing all day Saturday. I was coming up with edits. I was coming up with troll jokes, everything. Oh, this was this was the best possible outcome for me. Yes. From the anonymous ITW general manager. Quotes. There, there are four messages. Quotes. Listen, that man was cackling for 30 plus minutes. 
Number two, from the time Roman said, exactly, no pop, he was gone. Number three. And then it led directly into the Cody bullshit. He literally couldn't stop laughing. Number four, the not at WrestleMania line, we were done, LMAO. All hilarious to me. All hilarious. All I want is this funny stuff. By the way, I completely sympathize. I know Kim Gray, uh, who we, we appreciate all her support and everything. She messaged uh, on Twitter, like, is it okay to be upset? Like, feel. I know a lot of people are legit, like Steven Jensen, who I do a show with once a week. I know he's very angry about this. I sympathize with all the Cody fans. I truly, truly do. Real take on this, this was stupid. Cody looked like an idiot. Absolute, absolute. But see, Cody, he's an idiot. Factual. Cody was an idiot out of this. This was dumb of him winning the Rumble and then being like, I'm going to take all this, but not at WrestleMania. And introducing The Rock, he looks so stupid here. They have a they had a full chance, a full chance to make Cody because they didn't do it last year, and they they lucked out that Cody stayed this over when they didn't do it last year. And then they're seemingly we'll see what happens. But to do this, it was dumb as can be. I if I was a Cody fan, I would be completely upset by this. I totally get that. Totally, totally get it. As a person who just likes chaos, I thought it was hilarious. And I will continue to think it's hilarious. And if they pivot back and they get Cody in a triple threat or they do a Roman night one, night two type of thing, whatever it might be, great. I truly, truly hope, mainly for Steven Jensen, who's gone through a year of this nonsense. I hope Cody gets his moment at WrestleMania. I thought that would have been the time to make Cody. But for right now, they're going with this. And I'm going to cackle the entire time. I get it. I feel Jensen's pain. I do. I immediately tweeted a photo of someone throwing a TV off the wall and said, live look at Steven Jensen's apartment. I know Thursday's episode of the spotlight here on the main channel is going to be a, a three hour conversation about Cody Rhodes and Steven Jensen's feelings. I, oh, I gotta be nice to Steven Jensen. You do, especially yeah. because things are going to be even uh, the, the fever pitch will be hit by then because the kickoff event at the T-Mobile arena will be that afternoon and he's going to be thinking about that well maybe not thinking about it actively but it's going to be in the back of his head a lot of, a lot of the conversation has been like I, I i think i was talking to to our pal drew nicholas who does uh, who moderates the uh, the aw dynamite post show here on the channel and um he basically said you know how do we how do we get out of this and i was like uh they do the presser on thursday and they say rock is like well, I didn't have enough time to say anything because we went off the air lol but what i wanted to say was cody I can't let you not have the match. I'm going to be there to pick up the pieces when you beat Roman Reigns. And then I'm going to beat Roman Reigns' ass if you smell la 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 what The Rock is cooking. And then we're all going to be like, oh, so this was just this was just a week of, of testing the waters for how much we viscerally hate it. Cody's on Raw tonight. He's facing Shinsuke in a bull rope match because that feud must continue. It do- well, because they haven't run the TV finish to that feud. They ran the match. They did the on- street fight. No, but they didn't do the bull rope match. Remember we talked about the bull rope match being a You thing? talked about a cage, I talked match. about a cage match. But then we talked about the bull rope match because they ran that during the house show loop around Christmas time. 
That was the MSG show. So now they, they got to run that again. Cody has beat this man about 15 times. Got to beat no him again. No possibly care about uh, Shinsuke Nakamura right now. Cody's going to beat him again. It's just not going to talk. Is Cody just not going to speak about this? Going to come out on Raw tonight. Whoa! And then do the bull rope match. And then he's just not going to talk about any of this. What are we doing? You got to do something. I know. You can't just go into this match. Is Seth? Where's Seth? Seth got to come out. All these dudes are bitches. Little bitches. Seth has got to come out in his wife's clothes and address Roman Reigns. He's got to come out and respond to this. Cody's got to come out and respond to this. He's going to come out and do a match. Seth is just not going to come out at all. They're going to look like little bitches on this. Edges. Little edges out here. Follow-up message from the ITW general manager. I messaged Stephen Jensen right after the Rumble, and I said, I hope he was happy and enjoying the moment, but I had no faith they wouldn't do something very dumb. (laughs) And well... (laughs) <laughs> let's get a couple super chats here. By the way, you can donate any amount of questions statement around the air. Uh, let's start here. Yeah, get the th- let's get your thumbs up while you're doing it. Uh, I'm here for Roman stack pinning Cody and Rock. Listen, Roman Roman couldn't stack the other three competitors at the Rumble. So what what are we going to do this time when he's facing the adversarial Cody and the the muscle man Rock? What are we doing? Uh, Ali Khan saying Cody winning the Rumble and screaming you at Roman is hilarious. Now, you know, Cody could have taken everything from Roman by beating Roman himself. He said he would just not at WrestleMania. Everybody, by the way, by the way, the, the cope of people of remember what we talked about going to Madison square garden, Jeremy, we're going to MSG and we're going to finish the story there three weeks before on a show that hasn't been announced yet. We're going to do it. We're going to go to the all state arena in Chicago. CM Punk's going to come back. He's going to win it. And then he's going to give it to Cody and be like, you deserve this. That's what that's happening. It's going to happen. I swear to God, it's going to happen. Jeremy, it's happening. The talk of, Oh, they can do, this was before pre um, this all happened, but they can do rock and Roman it in Australia. They can do it at Elimination Chair. Oh, maybe Saudi. This is always going to be WrestleMania. Always. Listen to what The Rock has to say, everybody. The Rock was always saying WrestleMania. Now they're like, oh, Cody. They can do Cody and Roman at Elimination Chamber. They can do that in Australia. You're going to do Cody's big title win at 5 in the morning in Australia? He's got an American flag tattooed on the side of his neck. You're going to give him that title in Australia? What are we doing here? You're not having Roman lose either. And this is why I don't understand Cody and Roman night one and then Cody and Rock night two. You got to flip that, reverse it. You're from not like you, you can do Cody and Roman night two. You can do Rock and Roman night one. Roman beats Rock night one. Get get him out of here. Go make another terrible movie. Not Fast and Furious. Greatest film franchise of all time. Thank you. And then do Cody and Roman night two. And, and Cody can win there night two. But you're not having you're you're not having Roman lose before he gets to that night two WrestleMania event main event. That's dumb. That's very stupid. Let's get another super chat in here. Jay Miller, because I know you were just talking about events and changes and things. Uh, Jay Miller says, my theory is that the swerve is due to the loss of star power for an elimination chamber. There, there's, there's, See, there, what, no. What? There, okay, no, no, no. I, I, the, this, this, no. 
the idea of needing a little more extra for Elimination Chamber because you lost, lost CM Punk, who you announced was going to be at the show. I wouldn't go this far as to say this was the reason for it, but I would go so far as to say they needed to kind of ask a favor of at least Roman Reigns in the meantime. They Roman. have Roman Cody there, which I don't think they're going to do. I'm just dissecting this. They have Roman Cody there. I don't think that's what they do. And they make Rome, uh, Mania 40 non-title Cody defense at WrestleMania. Against two, Against Seth Rollins? Like the, That's the one thing about this is that I agree with the idea that Elimination Chamber, some of the stuff had to change because you lost Brock for very good reason. You lost CM Punk due to injury. You You do have to beef up some of this card with some star power. Yes, they sold a lot of tickets, but... You want to keep those people wanting to sit in those seats. Do I think that everything after that that sentence is why or how they get there? I do not. Go ahead. Say your piece. My my piece is, if you are a Cody fan, you should not want Roman and Cody at Elimination Chamber. Because let me tell you how that one ends. Australia acknowledges the tribal chief. Roman ain't losing before wrestlemania it's it's not happening it's not happening if they do cody and roman at elimination chamber roman's winning that match that man ain't losing before night two of wrestlemania it there it would be foolish to waste the his first big loss be a month before wrestlemania a night before wrestlemania it's not happening. I agree. And I do agree. Again, this is uh, Shaitan's person. You're not finishing the story at four in the morning. I mean, <laughs> Jay-Z wrote a that. really good album at three in the morning. So Yeah, but I didn't release it at three in the morning. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was written at least. It was finished, theoretically finished oh, at, at five, three in the morning. Oh, it's, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah. Uh, music and Moon Salts, our pal Chris says, if they want to do the rock match, that's fine. It's 440. That. Wasn't that the name of the album? Sorry. 4, 440? That was the name of that Jay-Z oh, no. album. That's when he wrote it. 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20. Is that what we're talking about? Must be 4 a.m. by, by uh, Our Lady Peace. Jay-Z, by the way, great speech last night at the Grammys. Yes. Acknowledge my wife. Don't have Cody win the Rumble if there's a chance you do the rock match. That's true. And that's, again, so a lot of uh, reporting from, from Dave Meltzer was that the deal with the rock was set on day one or day day three really uh where he would join the tko board get his name back and do the wrestlemania match if that's true and if that's accurate then why did you have cody win the rumble why did you have cody uh, up until this point like what what happened and you, you can say it was the vince mcmahon stuff but like it's not because rock joined the board before this all went down and if the WrestleMania match was then on the table because he got the name, he got the board position, and and the WrestleMania main event was part of the negotiation and the agreement, then that was already in place well before everything with Vince. Again, this is not uh, we don't we don't know if this is one hundred percent accurate. This is the reporting from Dave Meltzer is that that's how it kind of came through was those three things fell into place at the beginning of January to get us to this point. So, like Chris is saying, yeah, well, don't have Cody win the Rumble if there's a chance you do the Rock match. Yeah. It was dumb to have Cody win the Rumble and then do the point to Roman if you knew The Rock was the plan. You should have had, I guess, Punk win, but then he got hurt, so that would have been off. Then have Gunther win because at least he was stepping to Seth the night, the week before, uh, the Monday before the Rumble. Like at least there was that. 
but Cody winning and then the plan for the rock. So do we think I've seen people say this and you know, we we've seen uh, people make this comparison, the yes movement, right? WrestleMania 30 where they were going Orton and Batista and then Brian was way too over that they could not ignore it. And then, of course, they're trying to act like this was the plan all along, even though Daniel Bryan is literally, or Brian Danielson, the GOAT, came out and said, like, no, this was never the plan. I was just going to do whatever at WrestleMania. Do we think that, like, they are trying to recreate this or they're going to recreate this? Whether it's by it, it, it's by plan or it's just clearly, clearly the crowd support is on is on Cody's side based on this whole weekend. We see we see the crowd support is on Cody's side. So are they trying to recreate this? Can they recreate this? I don't know if The Rock wants to be in that position, though. Like, why would The Rock agree, like, hey, come in here, and then you just kind of, you look stupid. You get the crowd against you. Rock wants to be liked, man. Rock doesn't want to be Batista. I mean, he wants to be Batista, a good actor, but like, he doesn't want to be—he doesn't want to be 2014 Batista getting booed on his big comeback. It's funny because it's such it, the story is so categorically different. The Brian versus Cody thing. They, Co- Cody has been pushed on WWE and the fans as the guy. He's been pushed as you—you you want him, you want him to be the guy, you want him to win, you want him to do all of these things that he says he's going to do and so, and often does. You can't suddenly tell me that this is the, the, the Daniel Bryan story from 10 years ago, because it's a categorically different story. Bryan was someone that fans loved, but quote the authority or the people in charge, quote unquote, didn't. And he won over the crowd. This is the crowd loves him. They love him backstage. He's compl- like, he's, he's universally liked. And that's why I don't really love this like this comparison. Is that it just it doesn't make sense to me. Other than well, guy who's over gets thrown into a triple threat because the fans did it. Well, stop letting the fans do it. The fans already did what they wanted, and that was getting a Roman versus Cody one-on-one match. I think it waters everything down if you make it a triple threat, and I think they know same. that. I yeah. think they understand that backstage as well. I think they understand that Rock came in thinking that this was going to be huge business. And here's the thing from a business standpoint. Yes, it is huge business. There will be many, 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 many more people talking about this around the water cooler on Monday morning and maybe watching it on Peacock. than than there would be with Cody. I get that. But from a fan service perspective, from a long-term perspective, this is bad. This is not good. And, and here's the, and again, I said it again at the beginning, this would have been fine if they didn't introduce it the way that they did on Friday. If they didn't have Cody come out and basically say, LOL, I'm out. Here's my buddy, the rock. And they do the Carl Withers, you know, uh, you know, respect handshake. And then he walks off. Carl Withers. Was it Carl? No, who was it? It was Dolph Lundgren. Was it Carl Weathers? 
put some put some respect on uh, R.I.P. Carl Weathers. I know, but wasn't it Carl Weathers who did the the, the infamous? Yeah, you said Withers. Did I say uh, sorry? I misspoke. It's the Canadian in me. Weathers, Carl <laughs> Weathers, and uh, yeah, and it was Dolph Lundgren, right? Thanks. So. Was it two of them? Yeah. Anyway, point is they did that, and then and Cody walked away. That that is the crux of the issue is how they got here, which is not very not not even not very not well at all. And so that's why I think this is categorically different from the Daniel Bryan story from 10 years ago. They tried to make a nice stew and it didn't, didn't work. Didn't work. That's Carl Weathers reference for everybody. Arrested development. Yep, thank you. I'm yep. pulling it all show, back around here. Yeah, show some love. Uh, no, it was, it was dumb the way they tried to do it. And now if they are going to go with a triple threat match, I think that's stupid as well. Because you have two big singles matches. Why are you going to undercut them to do a triple threat match? It would have been better if they did um they did Cody and Roman and Cody introduced the rock as like basically his enforcer. Right? Like, cause you got solo who you know is gonna interfere with his hoodie acting like we don't know it's him. You know Jimmy is gonna try to interfere. Jacob Fatu is reportedly a free agent. This, this time it's going to be, oh, here comes Solo in his hoodie. And then he takes off the hoodie. Be like, wait a minute. That's not Solo. That's another brother. And everyone's going to be like, how many do they have? They got a bunch. They got a bunch. So having The Rock out there as like an insurance policy made, would make some sense. And people would like The Rock at that point. People would be like, oh, okay, cool. Rock's going to be out here to like protect and help just in case, because we've seen for three years now, including last year at WrestleMania, bloodline inter- interference after bloodline interference. That would have been fine. And then you can set up Rock and Roman next year, as we thought was going to happen. We, we thought Rock and Roman was going to happen next year until Rock decided to come in and be like, nope. I'm here this year. Hello, Sean. Sean's here to finish the story. Yeah, it's a long way to the top if you want to run. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? This is well, what I mean, she did. With. She did. Yes. I've interviewed her numerous times. She helped cut my hair. Close personal friend of the show. <laughs> How are you, There Sean? were several of Cody's friends that did like my Pharaoh tweets. I was very happy about that. Got some, got some clout there. Did Cody's friends like my tweet? I've never heard anybody even remotely close to Cody mention your name in any capacity. That's not true. You know that's not true. Hold on. I can I can message you. I don't want to put this out there. Uh, put it in the private chat, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they probably why'd not mention my Why'd name? you all ban King Potate, by the way? King I, Potate. I personally didn't. Yeah, we like him. Yeah, I I literally just texted you that. I like him. I mean, I'll see. YouTube makes it very difficult to unban people. Yeah, you got to go in through the the band area, and they got to find them and then exit out. Yeah. um, And then if you got enough people, it takes a while. We we got a lot. We got a lot. (laughs) Probably, honestly, Zach Schimmel probably was quick on the trigger at some point. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, if it was from today, I banned one person who who said a a stupid thing about the Vince lawsuit. And that was that. I don't even know how to unban people on here. Let's see. Let's go to private chat. All right, here we go. 
Mm. Yeah, okay, that's that's true, but but that was one that I sent to them. Yeah, I know. Oh, they they nobody knows who I am. They all just assume it's you anyway. Not true. Ricky Morton knows you. Yeah, he doesn't. Does like he you. ever? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I can tell you there are definitely several wrestlers that know you. That's not good. That's not good at all. I don't want to. I'm be trying known. my best not to be known by these wrestlers. It's great. Yeah, I don't want me too anymore, to. pal. Yeah, you're in the business now, though. You know, you're you're a wrestler yourself. You're one of the boys. Not quite, not quite. I do have a wrestling match at the end of April, though. Paulcade, Indiana at Paulcade. Yeah. yeah. Please don't. I was thinking Society of Washington. Thanks for cutting off my charity plug, Jeremy. Do you hate charity? Do you hate animals? What's wrong with you? I donated thirty dollars to Nami. Uh, I appreciate that. Well, it was. I mean, I, I it was. Through somebody won our Rumble pool, um, yeah. and I'll take they, it. instead of sending a gift, they asked us to donate to charity. And, That's and we cool. Nami to donate to. Love yeah, that. we always love that. We appreciate that. Now, how in the hell do I even find people that are blocked on this? This is the content that you guys need. SRS <laughs> figures out how to run his YouTube channel that has over a hundred thousand subscribers. <laughs> because I don't think I've ever unbanned anybody. Damn, how is Cresta a managing moderator and everybody else is a standard moderator? That's awful. Take take that off. Get rid of that right now. Pretty funny, honestly. <laughs> um, definitely. Listen, definitely a few people that I needed to remove from here as moderators. Whoa. Definitely a few people that haven't been with us for a while. Uh, not like anything terrible like that has ever happened to Fightful where somebody had access to our tweet deck a year after they were gone no. and uh, tweeted some things that I get blamed for to this day. But still, we know to this day, yes. Carlos Toro is still a moderator on YouTube. Yeah, as he should Because Carlos is here to report on Karrion Cross whenever he keeps coming back. Yeah. True. What are you What are you eating this morning? Is that more chicken? It is um, crusted hot honey chicken, yes. Looks oh, good. Sounds good. It's very good. Okay, hidden users. And you can't just search them. No, no, you got to scroll through it like a <laughs> dumbass. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's a pain. Oh, I thought that I, I scroll. Oh my god, three hundred twenty-two more. This is this <laughs> is horrible. People have we blocked on this channel? A lot over. Yeah, we, yeah. When you have as many mods as we do, we gotta we we put the ban hammer down for certain yeah, things. Lots true. of porn accounts, lots of fake yep. WDB Gareth accounts. Um, man, there's like seven of those. Like, who is the person that is just registering one of those? And now I got to try to, you can't, yeah, yeah, you can search. I Listen, King Potate, I don't see you on here, buddy. I hope it wasn't on Overbooked. He said it was on Overbooked. Oh, he, he said, said one of them. He said oh. one of them was on Overbooked, yeah. That's upsetting. That should definitely not happen because we like King Potates. Yeah. He's Andrew Zarian's best friend and cousin. Who banned him on Overbooked? Was that in during Robin Maggie's show? Ooh, let's see. Let's in fact let's see who is even a mod on Fightful Overbooked. We're <laughs> gonna play Clue here live on the air. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Listen, Rob Wilkins has been known to, to snap back at people here and there. Yep. Maybe I've rubbed off on him a little bit because he's a very nice guy. Please don't rub off on our employees. No promises. Um, <laughs> advanced settings, only consensual, of course. Yes. Um, damn it. Now I don't even know what to go into. Free Lisa Ant. Boy, that was wild. <laughs> People in the chat can eat this. 
I want to know who you all think did it. Now, here's the thing with the with the rubbing my inner thigh guy that we found out who it was. That was pretty that easy. Was. That was, what is it? I don't even know who did that. Brian, you remember him? Brian, not Rose. Brian, our no, not not. Brian. Oh, no, come on. I was about no. to say. <laughs> that Brian, no, Ryan, oh, Ryan, I don't Ryan. Ryan. I don't remember this person at all. Sorry. Uh, I'll send you his. Uh, let me let me put it in the private chat because I don't want to no, dox no. him. But I mean, he said it was okay if I said who it was. Because let me tell oh, you. Oh, okay. I do vaguely remember this person. And okay. and if you ever looked at his Twitter, that did not come as a surprise nope. whatsoever. All right. Whatsoever. Ryan is our Jeff. Okay. Here we go. Approved users. Hidden users. Let's see here. First off, here are the mods on on uh, on your channel. Ryan Sullivan. Yep. Dalton Castle's friend Ricardo. I do not know who that is. I don't know who that is. That's got to be a word. <laughs> yeah. I love that Cher is a managing moderator, as is Kate. Yeah. Standard moderators, Michael Bunge. Oh, who, you can remove him, by the way. Okay, he's gone. Tim Stone. Yeah, that's that's Tim. That's my Tim. Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, the Buckeye, of course. Oh yes. my God, there is a name here that. How the hell? I'm not even saying it out loud. Joel, I'm going to get your reaction because it could be this person coming back for revenge. Oh, you know, no. Oh. How, do you still, <laughs> how do you still have this person on your mod list? It's kind of a sad. Are you serious? Listen, man. This person got let go uh, two years ago. This and now let me let me make this clear. Inner thigh person left of their own volition. They were an OG, and we're like, you know what? Okay, we'll let you ride it out. This person was terminated over two years ago. Embarrassing. Just take us to a Jays game. It'll figure everything out. <sighs> Danielle Jetty. Hey, he's fine. Rob Wilkins, Cher uh-huh. Delaware. She's got multiple mod accounts. Probably reason. Maggie, Soupy, Stone mm-hmm. Osborne, great guy. Yeah. JJ, Kyler, JR1990. Who's JR? Is that like Jim Ross1990 version? That's, that's a Jeremy. I know what that is. That's a Jeremy guy. That's okay. from the old guard. Yeah, that's a, that's uh, a, yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Now some of the banned users here. Naked HD XYZ. Delete Tinder. We have sex cheaper. Oh, that was a mistake. We meant to. Why would you? Yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely good to go. They seem like the kind of person we want to be in business with. Yep. Today's Um, episode, by the way, is going to be five hours long at this rate. Kinky stuff. Uh, King Potate, my friend, you are not on this list. You are not banned. I don't know what to tell you. You are good to go. Absolutely not banned. I'm checking it myself live on the air, King Potate. Mm. So, King, have, you th- have you tried turning your computer off and on again? Yeah, yeah. Um, damn, y'all, y'all ban a lot of people. I don't think I ban anybody. Ban. There's also, there's also. Remember what this channel used to be. So that could have been uh You know what? That's, that's true. That's true. It has been rebooted a couple times. It's been yeah. the distraction. It's been fightful MMA. I'm pretty sure it's an MMA. A lot of MMA bannings. That is, you know, fair point. I'm, well, I'm surprised. Fucking James Lynch ain't still a mod on here. 
We we did we did do one round of getting rid of people. It just hasn't been for a- Showdown Joe Ferraro is listed <laughs> as an approved mod. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, C- Cody Wills asking the important question. We tried blowing on the cartridge. King Potato, try that. Might work. Yeah, sorry, King Potato. We we have discovered this on the air, guys. It was wonderful visiting you. Um, I'm thinking, thinking that we will do some contract news today. I think we'll take a, a little bit of a breather from what we've been talking about uh, with the the raw or the rock Seth stuff. I don't have any new developments on the Vince stuff, which in, anyway that goes on the free tier of Fightful Select. But I'm thinking some contract news today. Thank you. Exactly. No pop. This is what I get to deal with. No pop for contract news. No pop. No Care- pop. Contracts, Joel? No. We all want carrying contracts. No, stop it. <laughs> all right, let's get a couple of these. Tim Winninger Jr. sent out 10 minutes behind. Well, I'm, I hope you I hope you have now caught up because 10 minutes ago, we started looking for King Potato on our band list. Uh, by the way, please come back, King. Anyway, uh, 10 minutes behind, but Roman is not losing before Survivor Series. They want him to pass Hogan. The Hogan thing is always interesting to me. People are wrapped up on this non-existent list because at one point there was talk about quote refreshing the records they've refreshed the records they've refreshed a lot of records i think we can stop talking about the passing hogan thing because hogan isn't persona non grata in wwe these days given the fact that oh i don't know he was all over the rumble builds yeah i don't know how much the hogan thing plays into plays into it if he makes it past wrestlemania then it seems like they probably do want him to surpass hogan bruno i think is out of reach. If they, but if they go for it, bless them. Bless Paul loves, but also like, Paul loves Bruno. Like yeah. Paul brought Bruno back, so yeah, there's I, no I, reason for him to go out there. And I also like Bruno is he's well beloved by almost everyone in wrestling. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they're gonna go that far. But if Roman makes it past WrestleMania, and look, if they're just do Rock, he could very well make it past WrestleMania. Although apparently. According to Sean, reportedly, Rock might be pushing to win. He oh, might be pushing so, to so win hard. this title. And I'm for it. If you're going to do something stupid, do the absolute stupidest thing possible. And The Rock being the one to dethrone Roman, I jokingly, trollingly said it should be Cena because Cena is, you break the flare record. You make John Cena. He certainly needs it. But Rock is objectively way more funnier than than Cena doing it. At least Cena, there's kind of a purpose of like you're breaking the flare record. It's high in the flare record. Like that's like fine. Rock, there's no reason for it. Outside of he gets to carry that belt on the you know movie sets. Fast and Furious with that belt there. That belt rides shotgun in every scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm for it. Absolutely for it. And also, like, let's not forget, Paul Levesque and, and, and The Rock and Shawn Michaels weren't exactly all best friends for a long time. <laughs> this could very much be Rock being like, oh, guess who's got power now, bitch? <laughs> I, said, I, I said it in one of my 500 troll tweets this weekend. Triple H, he comes in there. He's got all his friends. He gets Gabe. He gets Road Dog. He gets Shawn. It's Jim Smallman. He gets all of it. Jim Smallman. Eh, Kevin Dunn's out. 
Like he, he's pushing out the old Vince guard. He's got all his friends in there. It's like, oh, I'm well protected, well insulated here in my power structure in WWE. That shit don't matter when Dwayne calls up Nick and Arians. Like, you want some Terramana? That your little your little infrastructure of WWE hierarchy don't matter when The Rock is offering the Terramana, baby. It's true. He just he comes up he he comes up with the big like Texas Mickey's. And they're just like, everybody gets one, especially you are, you get two. And that's how we got here. Chris also said, Music of Moonsaults, by the way, is the channel. Uh, the Rumble went off the air with Cole running. Hey, Roman, what inning are we in now? And what are we doing here? That was my favorite sign-off on a pay-per-view in such a long time. We're still bottom of the third, I guess. Yeah, maybe the fourth. Yeah, maybe, you think maybe. The fourth? Yeah, it feels like they're at least in the fourth. Sounds like they're getting closer to pleading the fifth. PW Insider... I, I was moving. making a reference just to move us on. Okay, fine. <laughs> William Rapp Jr. says PW Insider reported Rock pushed for the, I guess, for the match after Punk's surgery. That's objectively more funny. <laughs> it would be it's funny. so much funnier if Rock is like, oh, Punk got injured? Let me insert myself into a match that had nothing to do with CM Punk. Let me insert myself in here because Punk is out. When they could have just as easily done seth and gunther and been fine because again they set that up they they set that up uh the monday before the rumble they could have easily done seth and gunther and been fine with that and they could have done cody and roman and rock is like you guys don't have punk anymore let me let me insert myself into this you think rock like actually watches the product no i think he gets notes from buying gorts you think gorts actually watches the product like i said notes not answers they gotta like, did they not understand? I'm not the biggest Cody fan in the world. Yeah, I'm not a fan of any of these guys. I, I root for chaos. But I get how over Cody is. I understand how big of a deal Cody is. The merch he moves, the reaction he gets, the connection he has. This guy, as Steven Jensen likes to say, he is your Cena. He is that top baby face that can carry the company. I get that. You got to be a fool not to see that. Is The Rock just a fool? Like, is he just... He doesn't get it. Well, okay, okay, hold on. I, 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 will, I, will, I will posit this. When you are someone who is very, very rich and very, very powerful, you're surrounded by people who make you feel good about the fact that you are very, very rich, very, very powerful, and therefore very much beloved. I think The Rock thinks he's doing something that people want to see. And much like when he raised Roman's arm after the... Uh, the Rumble in 2014 in Philly. Uh, not 2014, sorry, 2015. Uh, or was it 16? 2016? When Roman won the Rumble and The Rock was like, nah. And everyone was like booing. And he's like, what is this sound? It was 15. Yeah, because 14 was, was the, the animal. Anyway, um, my point being, I think Rock thinks he's doing something good. And Rock thinks he's helping. But unfortunately, because he doesn't pay attention to the product as, as closely, in really expect to, to hear what he got in terms of the backlash live the pop was huge don't get me wrong the venue on friday was excited to see the rock but now that the, the now that the, the reaction has seeped in now he's like ah oh, shit what's this all about and now brian gort's gotta be like no 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 it's cool it's cool they're saying boo earns they're saying do wayne not boo wayne <laughs> I 2015 they was a little bit different. Rock came out 
they wanted to try to make Roman, but people were still clamoring for Brian in, in 2015. Yeah. That's why they eliminated Brian early to basically tell you, hey, Brian ain't making it to the finals here. And it was Philly. Look, I said this months ago before Rock even came back in the picture when I didn't think Cody was going to get his story this year. I said, where are they going to do this match? Philly. Why? Trace it back to 2015. Yeah, it's history. Yeah. But the fact that they went full bore with Cody, and that's the dumbest part of all of this. If they did not do this with Cody, if they did not do this Rumble win with Cody, if they did something completely different, maybe fans would be a little bit more forgivable about this stuff. But they did all of this with Cody. They made it seem like Cody's going to be the guy. Cody's going to be the one to challenge Roman. And then they went, nah, here's The Rock. I I think The Rock thought he was doing something good in 2015 and probably got sold on it on 2015 of like, I can be the one to save Roman. I can get Roman over. We can do it. It's good. We, I got this. Now, though, they've got a guy established. They've established. They've established Cody. And you're just bringing in the rock. And Rock's not paying attention, clearly. Or he's got the wrong people telling him. John Alves in the chat. This is perfect. My oh, favorite John. part of the Dark Knight Rises was when Batman spent the year trying to get payback on Bane, got him to where he wanted him, and said, oh, first, Superman gets a shot at you. That's, that's, that is very apt. Martha! Martha! Superman said Martha, and Batman was like, all right, you can you can take Bane. You, or, I guess Bane said Martha, and Batman's like, that name means more to Superman than it does to me. So, Martha. Superman. That's pretty good. Martha. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was going to say, I really hope that they make the WrestleMania match a street fight. They call it a Philly street fight. And then The Rock tweets out, hey, Roman, where's this street fight? And Roman replies, in Philly, you big dumb bitch. He's not going to step on a Ricky Starks joke. That's true. QT Marshall going to finish Cody's story for him, says Ryan Lambert. <laughs> oh what a what a nightmare right what a nightmare not rules i got what you're doing nightmare but it rules absolutely rules i hope cody just doesn't address it i hope he comes out on raw tonight it just keeps getting interrupted we're gonna focus on the positives we're here to focus on the positives oh that would be a good line oh my goodness that would be i think even he's smart enough not to do that yeah it'd be stupid but it'd be hilarious Ryan Sullivan saying they need to double down, not only make sure we know Rockets mania, but tells us Cody doesn't get Roman until Survivor Series. And that's the thing. When you talk about the idea of Rock winning the world championship at WrestleMania, then they've got to turn it into uh, Cody versus Rock, which is like, why? What is this? Like, Rock's like, I'm going to put over Cody. It's like, you don't need to put over Cody unless you want to get booed on your final. Like, what are we doing here? That's the one thing that really irks me about all of this they should do here's the here's the best booking possible for this joel the best booking possible roman stays roman he's awesome he's great love roman reigns rock comes out it just turns onto a burial of cody Rhodes. they don't even care about this tribal chief stuff anymore head of the table they just roman and rock just like bond over how much of a bitch cody is but then they make reference of like, but you know, I still want to beat you. I still need that head of a table. We got we got to prove to Cody who's the superior between us. 
and they just completely bury Cody. And Cody just comes out on Raw every week because he's not part of SmackDown. He just comes out on Raw, and every time he's about to speak about it, he gets attacked. Just a new challenger for Cody. Here comes Shinsuke to beat him up. Oh, here's Priest. Here's Balor. Now, who else is there? Here's Gunther. Here, I guess Seth can come out. Cody just gets attacked every single time. And Cody, in and the main event of WrestleMania, is a heel rock and a heel Roman just burying Cody. And the crowd, the stadium, is just booing him out the building. But it's the reaction they want because they're both heels. And they don't really care who wins. They can pin each other. Roman can win. They can handshake. Maybe maybe Roman wins the match. And then Rock, you know, puts the, the Ua, Ua Fala on him. And they just ride off into the sunset together. And then they move on. And we're left without a champion and without a head of the table. And then I don't know what happens next. Cody can win a, a tournament or something. Maybe. Maybe he finishes the story that way. He beats LA Knight and wins the title in the tournament finals. Yeah. And big. Uh, yeah, Cody, he did it. Woo, finish the story. It's the tournament of adversity. Yeah, sure. We just need him. <laughs> We we just need to turn this into Barry and Cody, but Cody never gets his revenge. That's what we want, right? We love that stuff. You that the chase, Joel, isn't that what what was always said? The money is in so, the chase. Yeah. So I did I did make reference to this. You can do, and this isn't my favorite, but you know, some people were like, "Oh shit, this could happen." You can do Cody versus Seth at WrestleMania, and have Cody win the belt, and then have Damian Priest come out and beat Cody. And then we start the stupid chase all over again because Cody is the ultimate oh, chaser. People is people are going to be so mad. They will be so mad. And don't get me wrong; they're they're rightfully so. But I wouldn't put it against Cody being like, "Yeah, people love seeing me chase." Getting the victory is like that one. He's 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 the living embodiment. Wrestling's embodiment of edging is we're just. <laughs> almost at a straight face but he is he is he he just keeps getting you right to that moment and then he just pulls back and that's what could happen at mania is he wins the world championship from seth and then out comes damian priest down that 200 foot ramp and cashes in oh rock's gonna be gassed in that main event. anyway not important uh and and he wins the title and and we're back to square one with cody nah i mean uh, fine but like then cody like Kind of gets his moment. I know it's with the the losers bracket title. What a great line from Roman! <laughs> Roman just like I beat all these dudes who are chasing after this title. Uh, these dudes, a bunch of losers over here. You could be the best number two out here. Ah, oh, so good, just burying that title. I realize that like it doesn't really help the company when he does that kind of stuff. Don't care. I want I want Roman just taking shots. At all the stuff. Roman is so, so good. So good. That man's well, he's amazing. Got, he's got months off at a time to prepare this stuff. Yeah. Of course. At least he uses it wisely. So good. But here, I don't want Cody even to win the loser's bracket title. It, it needs to be it needs to be Cody and Seth. And maybe Cody's about to win. One, two crossroads, three crossroads, one, two, and then the judgment day music hits. And then, of course, you got to stop everything when like music hits. So, like, yeah, they yeah, don't even count it. the three. 
And then Priest comes in and cashes in right before Cody wins. And he cashes in and he pins Cody to win, to win the title, to win the loser's bracket title. That way Cody didn't even get that moment. He should just like never have his moment. And then Liberty in 20 years can make reference to how my grandfather, they took the title from him. My father, they took the title from him. I'm going to finish my story. And then Rue just beats her at every WrestleMania. I was going to say, how does Becky Lynch fit into all of this? But we figured it out. Man with beards and a super chat saying, Cody, is that one chair in every hotel room? Oh, that's awful. Uh, let's hit a couple super chats because we got we still got a bunch to go through. Uh, Ali Khan said, uh, WWE trying to distract us from the Vince McMahon situation by booking exactly like Vince McMahon is unfortunately funny. By the way, great interview with Tim Marshman from Vice today. Thank you so much, by the way. Uh, we, we really enjoyed that conversation. If, you, if you're coming in late, you can go back. We're about 15 minutes into the live video. That's when we had Tim Marshman from Vice on to talk about uh, the Vince McMahon situation. And, th- and it's honestly, it's a good point for Molly. Like they, they really did book it like it was the old guard and it made no sense. And we all, it was, it was like, it was break glass, bring in Brock. That's how it felt. Except we dropped the B. It was even dumber though, because they have Cody (laughs) right there. They had it. It was in their hands. Like it was, it was in their hands. You have the most over baby face you've ever had since the days of like early John Cena right there on a silver platter to, to take this title from Roman. And you just, you fumbled it. You just right on the goal line, you fumbled it out of bounds and then it's a touchback. It was right there for you. So, so dumb, hilarious, but so dumb. Jane K says, uh, if fans really want to stop, this is a way that will 100% stop if they chant incendiary things about Vince McMahon. That'll stop everything. No, I don't think it will because WWE can very much manipulate their audio and just get it out there. Can the videos from fans come out? Sure, of course they can, but they're not going to make the same uh, out, uh, you know, the same uh, impact as they would live. They, and they can change that. And then he also said another super chat saying, uh, the way Rock was on board before the reports dropped supposes that companies or individuals are ever aware of reports coming out before they do. You want to you wanna take that one? Um, I, I got to reread it to, to make sure I understand that. I don't, I don't know if they were aware of what came out before it did. I mean, t- high executives claimed they hadn't read the lawsuit after it came out. So I don't know if they were aware on Tuesday that all of this was going to come out. And that's why they, they pushed the, the rock on the board and they pushed to do the Netflix deal on that day to try to gain media attention when this is all, I, I don't know. And I'm not yeah. going to pretend like I do. No, I just want to bring that up there in case you had uh, some words. Uh, Speedpunk said, did you guys see GCW last night? Fuego and Stackhouse had a great match against Bay and my man, like, DeReese. I watched NXT last night. I, did not I also NXT. was watching NXT last night. But GCW ran in Phoenix at the Nile, a very fun venue that I've been to for Party Hard Wrestling. Shout out Party Hard. They're back. Go not check them out. Over in Egypt. Yeah, not just River in Egypt. It's also a venue. See that hat in the background? That is a Party Hard Wrestling hat from Phoenix. Can't see it because it's a mask. 
I got the oh, the, there's a lucha mask, but next to it is yeah. just the, yeah, the, the pirate hats. The, okay. Anyway, yeah, you got it. Uh, yeah, but it was a fun, fun event from from what I've from what I've heard and the gist that I've seen. But I will probably go back and watch it soon because uh, you know it's GCW. Hammerstone did the main event with uh, what's his face? Richard Richard Holiday. Holiday. Yeah, so that, that sounded like a lot of fun. Uh, did by the way, MLW Super Fight. Did, yeah. Did 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 Davy Boy lose? No, he won. Oh, thank God! We finally got someone from WTF who can win a match and do an interview on our website. Yeah, yeah, he won. Um, uh, what what else? Alex Kane, Kojima winning the title was very surprising. I was shocked. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? What are we doing? But I'm I'm for it. His celebration was great. Drink beer, eat bread. Thank you, everybody. Words, words of advice anybody should be able to live by. We should all live by that word. And if you don't drink beer, that's fine. There's non-alcoholic options for you as well. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Anyway, I think we can move on from the, the rock Roman stuff for now. Although we did get <laughs> Ryan Lambert said to Super Chat saying, enough, Cody, let's talk about Bailey versus EO. That was a good segment. That was a very good segment. I, I, uh, when they wa- had Bailey walk out after the, the, you know, the tease, it's time. And she had that look on her face. I like that they didn't just make her into hapless, stupid baby face. They made her, you know, confront damage control face to face. Say it in Japanese. I understand. And, you know, just prove that she's not, she was the mastermind the whole time. She was the person who put this together. This is the way that you tell the story without, without dragging it out. The WrestleMania match story, getting to who faces who. This is how you do it without just dragging it out for months on end. Uh, and I, again, I appreciate that in the story itself, you had Asuka and Kyrie, who are the newest members of the group, who were never involved with Bailey from the get-go, being the ones to attack. Dakota Kai wasn't there. EO Sky didn't want to do it, or at least she was kind of sitting back and watching it happen. There's a different experience at play, and I like that they played into that. Not having Dakota there, I assume it was by choice, uh, was allows for more story to be told on this. Um, you know, I I liked the little backstage segment beforehand with, with EO saying Bailey's done for, and I liked that Bailey spoke Japanese because people were like, "Why didn't EO just say that in Japanese?" Well, Bailey proved that even if she did, she would have known what was going on. So that was a nice little touch. I thought Bailey was fantastic in the segment. I thought the promo was good. I thought Oscar, Kyrie, and EO were all great in the segment as well, playing their parts very well. I look forward to the story that's going to be told. I hope it doesn't lose steam before we finally get to the WrestleMania match. That that's I guess my one little concern is you got to keep this thing fresh and I'm sure we'll get a lot of Bailey and Oscar matches. We'll get Bailey and Kyrie matches. Um, we'll see where Dakota factors in. She may or may not be cleared um, soon. She, you know, initially she thought it might be January. We'll see if, you know, she can work a few matches before WrestleMania. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to this story. That was a great, great segment. And they, they got a good story to tell here. Bailey in all white was kind of a little heavy handed, but uh, you know, it, it's just the way you play it. And uh, who knows, maybe given the news from last night, it's going to be Bailey versus like the entire stardom roster one by one week after week. Caden sent a super chat saying Rossi Agawa versus Roman Reigns mania main event. Who knows? Maybe Rossi will book the main event and that's how we'll get there. Right. That was some big news. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm up on stardom. I fully understand the inner workings of all of that, maybe on Wednesday we can have somebody who can uh, uh, see if like Scott is available 
to better explain this kind of stuff. But that was certainly big news coming out of stardom. Tony Khan was celebrating, that's for sure. Yeah, he uh, he definitely was. <laughs> anyway, uh, Cody Will sent a super chat saying Trick versus Ilya was awesome last night. Solid show. NXT Vengeance Day was last night. Short show. Wasn't terribly, uh, you know, didn't go terribly out of its way. Really, all we were building to was Trick and Mellow and the the climax of their friendship now dissolving into a heated blood rivalry that'll probably culminate at Stand and Deliver. But Trick and Ilya had a really, really solid main event match last night. Uh, let's, uh, you want to give some quick thoughts on the show and uh, talk about that? That was a good show. They finally did pull the trigger on Trick and Mellow turning, which they needed to. The, the first attack was October. October! Dude, I need Mellow to come out on Tuesday and just be like, I still didn't do that. <laughs> and, then, and then we just continue along again. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it was good that they finally did pull the trigger on that. I wonder who's next for Ilya. That's where I'm kind of thinking of like, who is next for him? I don't feel like they have a super strong contender for him. Oba, Oba Femi is like, the big over guy, but like right now he's the, the North American champion, uh, good match with dragon Lee last night. And you know, I don't know who Ilya faces at San Olivo, like Braun breaker and Baron Corbin won the dusty classic. I assume they'll get the tag team title shot. They might even win. I the think tag team titles. I sat there and I was, and in between matches, I was up getting myself a drink and I was like, who are the tag team champions? And the match that had just happened, involved the tag team champions in a yeah and i was like all right cool i guess the, the family still has them yeah so but braun and uh braun might go main roster he's doing the main roster negotiation thing yeah but you can have them have them run mondays and tuesdays it's not impossible sure. or fridays and tuesdays whatever he ends up on yeah, I mean, he, he can he can do that. But, like, if he has a big match coming at WrestleMania, and I do think they should just almost give him the, the what they were going to do with Brock, just go for it, make this guy. Yeah. But I don't, like, he's he's been such a good heel alongside Corbin. I don't know if they're going to babyface him on the main roster. It's a, it's a weird dynamic at play there. It might feel like a main roster guy might move down to challenge Ilya at stand and deliver. I don't know if there's really anybody strong enough on the NXT roster to challenge him. It could be Dijak for stand yeah. and deliver. Dijak and uh yeah. and, and it's not a bad match. I mean Dijak continues to show out every time you put him on a PLE. So why not just roll with that? <laughs> Have a good match. Let Ilya continue to, to build as an NXT champion. And then the big match is gonna be I assume they'll do like a hold harmless thing. <laughs> a no disqualification. This match is an official blah, 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 mellow and trick. And it'll just be a, you know, a bloodbath for all intents and purposes. Cody, Cody's going to challenge. That'd be uh, hilarious. Cody and Ilya. NXT title. Stand and deliver. Cody having his. Deliver the story. Cody's having his big mania moment inside an arena instead of a stadium. At least he can control the weather in that case guess so sure lexus king is another name by the way that people uh seem to be throwing around i think lexus king is more likely to take on obafemi and lose yeah. but uh, or or cheat to win so we'll we'll see where that goes i, I don't know the nxt show was good the the lola vice uh cash in got a lot of people talking in terms of you know why'd she come in so early to make it a triple threat why didn't show up and, and and there was part of me that's like why is she doing that and then i saw the match and i was like you know what they needed to make her look like a viable 
star or a viable wrestler, performer, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and she did that. And now I can take her more seriously than I may have before because her stuff with, with Electra Lopez was fine, but she wasn't doing a lot of single stuff. So this was the first time where you saw her working in the top of the women's division and became a believable candidate. Now her and Roxanne Perez can have a one-on-one match and they can continue the Roxanne Perez potential turn while Lola Vice continues to be a piece of shit herself. And it's good. Yeah, that, that was fine. I'm I'm laughing at Damian Priest cashing in for the NXT. Oh, that'd be great. And then you put him back in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I got rid of the photo, but it's on my Twitter. It was shortly after the uh, the news of the Seth injury came out. I photoshopped the original one, the uh, the one in the uh, the hot tub with the North American title. I photoshopped it, but the people on his arm were Dom and JD McDonough. <laughs> Triple A, of course, the world heavyweight title. I'll find it later. But anyway, that's that's what I would do. And yeah, then the rest of the show was was fine. It was what it was. Uh, it was an NXT PLE, and it didn't overstay its welcome. So I appreciated that. And of course, the big news coming out was the Rosie Agawa uh, story that uh, Will Chisholm sent a super chat saying that Rosie was in the middle of the night surprise. Uh, I love how the story is when Oscar and Kyrie cha- changed EO. I guess it's charged or changed EO. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you know their history, all three women are really EO's friends. And that's a good point. They they all work together at one point in Japan. Uh, so it's it's a good story that they're telling. It's it's again, as long as they continue to explain it, it will be a very interesting build to WrestleMania. And you'll see a lot of Bailey facing members of damage control. And who knows, maybe the climax is the decision the, the climax before the match is Dakota's decision. Where she oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be the return of Sasha Banks. Because Dakota is, you know, can align with Bailey, but it's still three against two. That's right. So they need a boss to be on their side. Yeah, Jake Cargill. Uh, Will Chisholm said another super chat saying, sorry that you lost your match last night. You had a great hardcore match. So thank you. I worked really hard. Um, one day I'll get the big victory, but at least I was able to put Dijak through a table very awkwardly. I hope. I know. hate when they do like this person smiling. And loves the pain. It never goes anywhere. Yeah. Like they do that as like a cop out and then they don't do anything. Like they don't actually do anything with it. It's kind of lame. It is kind of lame, but uh, that's the Joe Gacy character. Now they got to figure out what the hell it's supposed to be. Uh, Wilson sent another super chat saying who y'all think is the mystery promo felt very Japanese. I'm not like dumb people who think it's Okada. Could it be Julia? They keep teasing until she's gone from stardom. Uh, yeah, I mean, Julia seems to be the front runner for me. Um, I made reference to this on, on Twitter, but I'll say it here. The, the wording, or at least the way that they put it out there, kind of not great. If it had been Japanese characters that, that morphed into English, that would have felt better about talking about being like, because again, the way, for those who didn't see it, it was like man has three different faces. There's the one he sees in front of his family, the one that the public sees, and then the one that does unspeakable evil. And I was like, uh, given the way that you have some shit going on in your company right now, that is the way someone's being positioned who doesn't work there anymore, but certainly is synonymous with the company. It's like, eh, you probably could have presented this in a different way. I understand it's a Japanese proverb, but they, at WWE, the production made no, even like, they didn't even try to tell me that it was. It was people telling me that. And I'm like, that's great. But like, if I'm just sitting at home on my TV and I'm not on my phone, I don't know any better. So... I felt that was a little strange, but knowing what I know, if it's a Japanese proverb, Julia feels like the person, unless you got someone else in your head. Sid. 
Always. Sid Vicious, Psycho Sid, mm -hmm. Sid Justice, Three Faces, Sid. Actually, three, this is your points. It's gonna be it's gonna be Tinsha. Three letters, S I D Sid. Yeah, it's probably Tinsha because uh, I've been saying this for a while. Zia Lee getting ready with the the face paint on that Boa and Dante Chen are wearing too. Yeah, they dropped that. They don't care about that. They don't even put like they 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 went away for a while, so it's probably going to be Boa <laughs> and Dante Chen and Zia Lee being the leader because now it's two men and a woman in NXT. That's sure. that's that's everyone. No, think about it. That's that's the family. That's OTM. That's uh, who else is the other one that they're doing that with? Um, Oh my Chase God. You. Chase you. Thank you. Although now they've added JC. So now it's two and two, uh, th three and two. Anyway, the point being, there's a lot of mixed uh, groups going out. So there could be a yeah, dragon shoe. There you go. Two men, two women. Uh, anyway, that's, that's kind of where we're at. Um, and then we have one last super chat. Let's talk about this, Joel. Let's talk about it. Not going to lie. Joel deserves it. Thank you. I do. Thank you. Uh, and I think I owe Jensen a hundred dollars. You do. Yeah, I think Shatown Spurs said that uh, it'd give a hundred dollars if uh, Cody didn't finish his story at WrestleMania. So they're looking time. great for me right now. There's still right time. There's still time. There's still time. Okay, so let's talk about it. Yeah, Collision. Yeah. I enjoyed Collision. Good wrestling. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Generally, generally, when there's good wrestling on my screen, I'm going to enjoy it. I said a million times before. I am a big fan. Hater of stop it i'm a big fan of storytelling not just in matches but long term as well uh and by long term i mean like telling any kind of story um the beginning the opening match was for collision was eddie kingston taking on brian keith in a proving ground match for the continental classic uh kind of championship match is good eddie was good brian keith is good they're actually they're both great we've given them their flowers multiple times on the shows that we do uh, but as many people have discussed and brought up, Brian Keith has yet to win a singles match in AEW. Okay. And I was like, well, why would, why would they have him win if he's not signed to a deal? That's fine. That's the inside baseball. Now mm -hmm. the, 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 now the storyline in the ring is why wouldn't he win a match? Well, after the match, which he lost, by the way, Brian Keith did not defeat Eddie Kingston, but they're in Texas. So you have. Tony Schiavone go into the ring, have Eddie Kingston blow him off. And then he says, Brian Keith, Brian Keith, come here, come here, come here. Uh, I have a surprise for you. And you get a car, you get a car, you get a graphic. Brian Keith is all elite. Jeremy Lambert in the pro wrestling storyline world where wins and losses matter. And we would stop doing the, the head shaking bullshit in the world where pro wrestling matters and wins and losses matter. And you've just reintroduced the rankings. Does the guy who has never won a match in AEW get just fanfare, ballyhoo, everyone's excited, oh my god, Brian Keith is signed, when you're just a big old loser? Why do, you, why do they keep doing this? Because they've done it for Fuego as well. Fuego won a match or two. Even when Willow got signed eventually, she had just won a match. Why do you do it? Is it just for, again, you can be like, it's a moment. Well, guess what? There are lots of moments you can tell. Have him win his first match and then tell him that he's all elites. What does it gain to have the guy who never wins on a television show where you tell me wins and losses matter, where you tell me that this shit is important and that only the best, the elite, if you will, are a part of your program? 
why do you tell them, oh, yeah, we signed you to a major deal. You're the guy. We love you, blah, 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 when he doesn't win a fucking match. Go and troll me. I care. Joel. And stop, by the way, Chad, stop telling me it's a great moment. It's great. Yes, it's a happy birthday. It's a great moment. Come out here and fucking like blow up the arena with pyro and tell me it's a great moment. Everything's a great fucking moment when you're happy. Good for him. Whoopee. He got it. Good. Great. Wonderful. Run the graphic on Tony's socials. Run the graphic wherever you want. Don't go into the ring and make that this you lost. Boom. Congratulations. And everyone's happy. I think that is stupid as fuck. Can I speak? Are you done? Are you still mad? Yeah, for now. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You sure? Yeah. People tell me stop fantasy, but this isn't fantasy booking. This is just stop making your superstars, quote unquote, look stupid. Why? Who looks stupid? I think Brian Keith looks stupid because he should be, he should be saying, why are you, why do I get a deal just because I keep losing all the time? I'm supposed to be the best in the world, but I can't win a match to save my life. Joel, ever heard of real sports? No, oh. it's a bar downtown in Toronto, across from the East Coast yeah, Arena. Yeah, it's called a real sports bar. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let me explain something to you, Joel. Okay, hold on. Before you start, Jeff, it's a TV show that they produced and they put together. So why the fuck are they making it look like they book it better, plan it better? Uh, but beat Fuego. I don't care. He doesn't work there anymore. Beat somebody and then say, congratulations. You're all elite in your home. See, Jeremy agrees. Thumbs up right there. Joel, let me explain something to you. The 10th man might not get to play. You know, the, the 10th man's not the best player on the team. He might not get to play. He earns a contract though, because he works hard. He comes out, he works hard, he, he has a spot on the team. Maybe he uses in, in spot-up minutes, something like that. Maybe a guy gets injured and he has to come in and play. But should he not get a contract because he's not as good as the star player? He's not making star player money. He's not, he's not making millions. He's earned a contract. Maybe it's a two-way contract. Because he's going to be on ROH television. He's already been on ROH television. The 10th man still gets contract. Does the 10th man get trotted out onto the field after a game win? And then the owner says, congratulations, we signed you to a contract? Yeah, he gets a game ball in the locker room if he makes a good play. Great. And is that... He had a good put, match. Is that put on match, national so television? Game ball. And is that put on national television for everyone to cheer and, and woo and be happy about? Yeah, in the post game. The post game isn't the tele isn't the the game. It's part of the show. No, it's not. Yeah, sure it is. I don't care that he won in Ring of Honor, by the way. I see that chat. I'm talking ring I'm talking all elite wrestling where they show the program every Saturday and Wednesday and Friday. My point of all this is if you're telling me that this is a storyline driven world of wrestling and that wins and losses matter, and that you're here because you sure. are top of the line and you are someone who deserves to be here, you should win at least one match before you make a big friggin' deal out of signing somebody. And people who are just like, you hate Brian Keith, you hate... No, 
No. And stop with this whole, stop getting so obsessed with the idea that I dislike somebody because of how a pro wrestling show promoted his signing. For people who don't know who Brian Keith is or don't catch him on the indies, who don't watch it, whatever it is, people are going to be like, why did they sign this loser? Literally loser, not person is a loser and I hate him. No, why did they sign this guy who never wins matches? Why is this something are worth they? celebrating? Yes, there are absolutely people doing that. Don't tell me there I've aren't. Seen, I, I, right? Yes, I on the online it. terrible world of Twitter, everyone was super excited for Brian Keith. Good for them. We talk about the we talk about the 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 what's wrong minority. What's wrong with signing someone based on potential, based on that you've seen that you've seen them have these good matches and hanging tough with guys like Eddie Kingston, guys like Hangman Page. No, maybe he has not beaten these people. He, look at his losses. He's lost to a lot of guys who are top of the food chain. He hasn't beaten them. Okay, but you've seen enough to be like, you know what? This guy is worth investing in. And you know what's what wrong with investing in him? Yeah, you also, you're worth investing someone who can go up the food chain and not just toss them at the top and say, oh, I see potential. Potential doesn't Isn't start. that what they're doing, though? They are no, investing because they think the he can go up the food chain. They threw him up at the top and said, oh, this is good enough, and now he can lose and we'll get away with it because, oh, because he didn't beat Mox, because he didn't beat Brian, because he didn't. Yes. I don't, I don't care about who he's not beating. I care that he's not beating anybody. Anyone. Why do I care so if, about this person? So he, Why do I give a shit about this person if I'm just casually watching this show week to week? I'm not consuming this conversation. I'm not consuming, you know, I'm not consuming Sean's. I'm not. There's no post show that I watch. Why do I care about Brian Keith? Why do I care about the guy who keeps losing? And you just told me, oh, we signed you to a big deal. Like, why this guy? Stop again. Stop looking at this as. You who come, not you specifically, I'm saying you, the, the viewer, the listener, stop looking at this as I feel differently because I consume all of this extra media and I know about this guy. Think about it from the perspective of, of someone who's just watching Collision every week, two hours out of their day, they get in, they get out. The reaction is just, why? What did okay, he do? So did he save a baby from a burning building? Like what, what's the story here other than he hung and he lost? That's the story, Joel. That's the that story. Need, but that doesn't need a full-on graphic and, you know, big, Why? big moment. Because we sit here talking about winning championships and wins and losses mattering. Why are we celebrating? And that's what it is when you win. You celebrate. Why are we celebrating a guy who keeps losing? And don't tell me potential, 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 because there's no potential to someone who continues to lose regardless. But he's losing to top people. Okay, so if I don't, I don't Brian Keith... If have Brian Keith... Match. If Brian Keith had defeated... Let's let's say Matt Menard, and then he got the big graphic. Is that better? Would you've been okay with that? At home, sure. Because at least he's at home, and at least he gets a win, and you get a feel good moment. This was Matt you. Menard, and he gets his big graphic. Sure, they did it with Willow for Christ's sake. Joel, there is a story. Just because you don't accept it doesn't mean it's not right. The same month where they tell me that the rankings are back and everyone's excited and wins and losses matter and suddenly wins and losses don't mean a thing because the guy who's 0-7 in AEW is Why does that mean wins and losses don't matter? He's not getting a title shot. He's, He's not, not headlining a pay-per-view. He's not getting he got signed. Either. Good for him. Why do you have to make that a moment on your TV if you can't win a fucking match? 
why are you so upset about this? I'm not upset about it. I keep bringing it up. And then I have dorks coming up to me being like, no, you don't get it. You don't get it. And I'm like, well, stop being so. You, you said it yourself, Jeremy. You don't care about these wrestlers. You don't care about them. Well, there are a lot of people here that seem to just care about the wrestlers because they're told that they're the, the most amazing people in the world. Yada, yada. Fine. You have your attachment. That's fine. Yeah, My attachment's the not there. Pardon? Go ahead. I'm not the target audience for this. I don't care about anybody. <laughs> but my I don't care is, about wins and losses. Great. Well, I do when I'm told that I'm supposed to care about wins and losses. Again, going back to why I care about storylines. And you just told me that this guy who can't win a match, regardless of who you put him in front of, keeps losing. Why do you keep throwing? First of all, if wins and losses matter and he keeps losing, why do you keep giving him the same top level of competition instead of moving him down to then move him back up, which is what you do in the real sports world that you were just talking about? If you are a D1 athlete and you keep losing, you don't get to stay in D1. So what's the point? Oh, yeah, they do. No, you don't. If you lose amount of times, it's so fine. Soccer. You don't get to stay in certain leagues. If you keep on losing, you get demoted. Triple A players. Don't make the MLB if they're losing. You don't get moved around if you're losing. Well, this guy continues to well. not win. He's wrestling, he wrestling what? One match in ROH? Oh, there's way more than one, right? <sighs> Let's take a oh, look. He's got a lot in ROH. He was on Final Battle. Yeah, he's wrestled a lot on ROH. Let's take a look. He's faced Cla- I, I am taking a look. He's faced Claudio in ROH. He's, he's, he was on final in the six way title for the title match, uh, for the TV title. Right, and he lost. Yeah, and he lost. He was the fi- Yeah, he was one of the final people. Yeah, yeah. beat Jack so, Cartwheel as well. Beat Jack Cartwheel, won a six man, and then Claudio beat him. And so basically, so he's one and four. Two. So he's two and four if you count the tag match. Still not great. Good players on a regulated side get signed by top league teams in soccer. Good. So sign him to ROH. Don't tell me he's all elite. It's all the same brand. You're signed to AEW. You're signed to ROH. It's a two-way contract. It's a two-way deal. They do that in the NBA all the time. They sign guys to two-way deals. It's like, hey, we think you're good. Maybe you spend some time in ROH, win some matches. We bring you back up to AEW. What's wrong with that? It's just a bad look on a show where your your talent is supposed to be the best of the best. You don't give graphics to everybody. And you traditionally give them to people who win matches. And you're sitting here and you're telling me. They gave a graphic to an injured guy and you were freaked out about that. I said that was stupid too. And I still stand by that being stupid. Yeah, that was also stupid. You are putting way too much care into these graphics great let me is this because rj city doesn't have a graphic mostly yes i'm getting paid every single time rj city is mentioned about graphics here i can buy that i can actually buy that he's really after this graphics thing yeah danhausen got a graphic he didn't even have a match he just showed up the danhausen's all elite i was fucking stupid too What is is wrong with signing people based on potential? Truly, though, what is wrong with signing people based on potential? Like, what do you have against? Not everyone gets signed and lauded as a big signee. Not everyone gets signed and told this is, you know, this is on TV, and we're going to do the graphic, and we're going to make. So when Okada comes into AEW, Okada is hasn't won a single match in AEW. Should he not get a single graphic? 
did Okada compete in AEW? Yeah. And he lost? Yes, multiple yeah. times. Has he been on television in other countries winning world championships and being lauded as the top of their country? As Brian Key, so are you saying the Texas independence don't matter? Are you saying independent yes, wrestling? When compared to Kazuchika Okada, absolutely matter? the Texas independence do not matter. Okada's yes. been in Japan. Why is Japan made a bigger deal out of going around on the independent scene? Does the Texas dome get filled up with a hundred thousand people when when he comes to town? When when Brian Keith comes to town? Brian Keith does move tickets, yeah. Yeah, well, so does Kazuchika Okada, and okay. it's a lot more than what Brian Keith makes. But what does that have to do now with wins and doing, losses? Now Joel? we're just You're talking about wins and losses. Oh, no, because nice. you just turned this into a conversation about Okada versus yeah. you know who gets the graphic versus who gets the graphic. And yeah, right. in this case, Okada gets the graphic because Okada comes in with that New Japan World Championship caliber prestige, and he's been featured across the world. Brian oh, Keith has been featured across the world. Just because he hasn't wrestled for big promotions like New Japan, he's still been featured. He still won titles elsewhere. He's been on AEW television more than Okada wrestling. Great, wonderful. Put top the contenders. Great. Put the graphic on socials. Put the graphic in, a, in an exclusive on YouTube. Why, why do you have to take up television time where you're supposed to be in canon, where something is supposed to be important on my TV, on my show? Why are you putting this on? Because you think, because the fans are happy. Good for the good for the fans. Wow. Great. Yeah. Good for the fans. Again, I've said yes, this. Yes, Joel times. wants everybody to screw over the fans. Who cares what these fans who pay their money worth? Who cares that ninety nine percent of the audience was very happy with this? Set it who up. Who cares top about set them? Off this conversation. Very happy. This is a WWE Keith. argument at this point. Like I like, said at the top of the conversation. Very happy for Brian Keith. Think he deserves it. Don't think this was the way to do it. Why are you going against the fans on this now? You just admitted that the fan base was happy. So you're saying they shouldn't make their fan base happy? Is that what do you're it saying? All, do it because it looks stupid it. to you? No, because your fan base is entirely online anyway. So either way you put it out there, why? What do you mean, why? Why? Why, why? What are you asking? Why, why too? What do, what did this accomplish in the world of AEW? In the it told you Brian program, Keith in the world a, of the television program. What does this accomplish? It told you Brian Keith was worth investing in. It told you Brian Keith was worth investing in because they made it a big deal on television. Like you know what, this guy maybe he hasn't won matches, but he's hung with some of the best people in the world. He got a stamp of approval by Brian Danielson raising his hand. The graphic was made to be this big, big thing in the tiered world of AEW. So yes. If you're it hasn't been that in forever, though. Well, then bring it back. It hasn't been that it had, since Danhausen. They just throw the graphic up if to anybody. At least get a victory, and then you can tell me that he's a big deal. So a victory over Matt Menard means more than hanging with Eddie Kingston and getting a stamp of approval by Brian Danielson. If it had happened a week after he lost and then he won, yes. If he beat Matt Menard, he, he could beat fucking, he could beat a broom. I don't care. Why wouldn't you have the guy win and make it look like this is a deserved moment? 
why would you have the guy lose and then be like, oh, BT dubs, you got a contract because you won or because you lost in this case? It is worth investing in potential. Why are you so mad that this took up television time? Because you have a product that needs a lot more work. And this is not how I would personally spend the time. I just wouldn't have done it this way. Clearly. Clearly you would not have done it. And I explain my point and people are going to disagree. Good for you. Wonderful. That's fine. Clearly you would not have done it this way, Joel. Feel how you feel. I feel my way and y'all can feel your way. Clearly. I don't, and, and, and again, people are like, where's Reg? I don't give a fuck about defending my boy. I, I'm not here to defend anybody. I'm here to defend why we're doing this. Or in this case, why we're not doing this. Shut up, Jeff. Love you. You sound like a hater. No. I understand see. Joel's point, everybody. I feel I've explained my point of it. I haven't said you mad about anything. I, I've said you that literally you, sat here well, so many are. times like, why are you so mad? Why is it? Don't, don't, you don't mad. start. No. Okay. Don't. You are mad. You are very mad. I'm not mad. I'm annoyed. Yeah, little no, mad. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. Yeah. This yeah. is the shit that we do. We have to put on the, put on the gimmick for people to, to watch us and be angry on the internet because people supposedly love angry people on the internet. Joel's not playing a gimmick. He's like actually upset about this. See, this is what I'm saying. Could just squash someone and get the contract. This is this is what I'm saying. Give just give them a win. Just give them a win. I, I it's the it's the optics of losing your match and then being said congratulations. It's a participation. Why was your contract a participation trophy? <laughs> it's investing in potential. There's no potential if you keep losing. You got to win a match to see potential. He's won matches. You had to win a match in the place where you're counting wins and losses. To see the potential. The rankings are stupid, by the way. Well, we've been told they're back and they're very important and bigger than ever. So we didn't get a chance to talk about the rankings on Friday because of everything else that happened. But those are dumb. So (laughs) Jeff being like, you said the participation line. Yeah, I said the participation line because I saw you going off on it in the chat. Oh, you're welcome, chat. Joel's so angry about this. I just so hate on that Coke and Sky Blue. Ryan's got it. So mad that a person got a job. Why do you hate people succeeding, Joel? I, I do hate success. It's true. Yeah. It's very well established. Free King Potate! Sean, we're, oh, I had a legitimate question. Oh, no. Were, God damn were you mad that Brian Keith got signed after a loss? Did this affect you? Make you mad so, online. Yeah, I saw Joel's tweet, and I mean, I get it. I do understand that for sure. Like, I don't. They have a track record of doing that. It seems to be like a thing that AEW does. Um, I think it'd be great to do it after a win instead of after that. But I've heard people in AEW call that losing your way up the card. Why is that okay? <laughs> I don't know. It's it is a thing though. I mean, Sky Blue did it. Um, Queen Amanada's doing it right now. Uh, there, oh, it, Joel's it gonna get so mad when Queen Amanada loses and gets the graphic. So angry. No, because at least I already know where Queen Amanada stands in terms of her employment contract. Yeah, she's so good. She's so goddamn good too. Um, 
do I think that she should also be getting some wins? Absolutely. I yeah, think Queen I mean, doing great stuff too. Julia Hart did it. Um, gosh, yeah. There's somebody else says it's falling with style. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. That is true. I think I may have used that comparison to somebody once uh, as well. Um, but yeah, I I think it was smart of them to to sign him though. But it shouldn't uh, have been yes. on television though. It should have just been a social media thing. We shouldn't have invested two minutes of I, TV. I've time. got a call to take. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, y'all see that I'm not entirely crazy, and that there are people who who see what I'm trying to say. That Joel hates when people get jobs. I do because I want the fucking job first, not the wrestling. The not that I don't want no. that. I'm not gonna do that. Give me another job, anyway. We've done enough. You can have another job. You don't have to do this show with me, Joel. <laughs> Who else am I gonna do it with? Well, I mean, that would be your call. Like, no, it wouldn't. This all started. I'm, I'm here. I can get SP3 to do this show moving you forward. You don't want that. You, you see what happens when that happens. I like SP3. I do too, but you know, you know, he's too busy being it. You want to talk about AEW haters? You're going to talk about SP3. There you go. Jimmy Macram. That is Jimmy Macram. But now, but now, according to certain people, it's also SP3. He's got to make anti AEW contra- content to get noticed. <laughs> I mean, SB3 can do this show every single uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. He can do this show every single day if you ask. That's probably true. You don't have to do this show anymore, Joel. I'm sorry that I'm I'm putting all this stress and pressure on you. The only stress and pressure you're putting on is not getting your plugs out of the way so I can go make lunch. Do you need lunch, though? Yeah, I'm getting hungry. Does your lunch get a graphic? Yeah, sure. I'll post it on social media instead of taking two and a half minutes of time on this show. Here's all right. Truthfully, Joel, I'm gonna I'm gonna peel back the curtain here. Oh, that sounds. I I do understand what you're saying. I get it. I do completely understand of why are you signing this guy when he keeps losing? When you keep telling us wins and losses matter. I truly do understand that. The difference is I just don't really care. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> you already said this part. We did this. People are like Joel's angry. Yeah, that's playing into it now. I just don't care. If they want to sign, they could sign all the biggest losers in the world. I don't care. I'm just here to make Joel angry. I'm here to make Jensen angry. I'm here to just troll however I can troll. I don't care about any of this stuff. Are you kidding me? This is just stupid professional wrestling. It's all dumb. I love when Joel gets worked up about it. It's funny to me. Jeremy also gets worked up sometimes over on Fightful. I don't ever get worked up. Yes, you do. We've seen it. It's happened. Go go check has the archives. It? Yeah, I'm sure it has. Uh, has it? Yeah, of course it has. I'm sure you've been. It only it. happens when I just try to combat you because you get worried. You get worked up about. Something. Yeah, yeah. Go find the graphic episode. Oh wait, we just did the graphic episode. That's what this was. <laughs> Go find the other graphics episode. We should send Jensen a rock shirt. Oh <laughs> no. Oh. I'm red as a beat because of, like my face is red. That's not mean. Like can't confirm. I'm, yeah. I'm angry about anything. Is this, my is this... face just stays red. My 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 big. This is my brother right here. It's not literally my brother, but oh. this is shit that my brother would say. 
Congratulations, you're old and out of touch. My anyway. face gets red from laughing, and I've laughed a lot throughout this show. So, my By the way, the opening match, not the opening match, the second match, the first 45 minutes of the show of, of, of Collision were really good. Bryanston and... Uh, that Hedges- match doesn't matter, though, because Brian well, no, lost and got a didn't. graphic. Hechicero <laughs> knows it doesn't matter because Hechicero didn't get a graphic afterwards, so clearly it doesn't matter. Uh, but yes, Brian, Brian working the CMLL hits after he did all the New Japan hits. That was again. I really, I did really enjoy Collision. I just thought it what, what we just talked about. I thought that was that was something silly. No, not uh, yeah, not to go on. Nick Wayne is big old loser, and she get fired for losing so much. She get his graphics pulled because he keeps losing like a loser. Sure. Anyway, we're done here. It's been two and a half hours. We've gone way over time. Thanks again to Tim Marshman from Vice News for joining us at the top of the show. Jeremy, do you have anything to plug before we uh, get out of here? Do we, we should probably plug where this show is regularly because it's it not is. on this channel regularly. That's right. If you want to see us banter and argue and sometimes even laugh over on Fightful Overbooked, that's our sister channel. That's Fightful Overbooked. You can go and subscribe to us there. And we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 10 a.m. until noon-ish talking about this and other stuff in the wrestling and outside wrestling world uh and yeah come and join us come and hang out with us lots of other content drops daily on that channel as well uh jeremy shows his face too i mean i guess you do there's fmc you know if you want basketball oh yeah trade deadlines on thursday everybody i think we're going to do a special show on thursday afternoon to talk about the trade deadline myself and sp3 uh on top of our usual show that we're going to do as well. We'll get graphics for everybody. Bunch of Probably losers good idea. getting yeah. graphics. <laughs> Could you actually? This is a bit that I think is just, we're just going to have to continue doing this from now on. It's just it. Anyway. Uh, yeah. If you want to see Tranquilizers. The Lakers hung a banner for an in-season tournament, Joel. A tournament that didn't matter. That didn't actually count on the wins and losses. And they hung a banner for it. And then all they do is a bunch of losing. They should take down the banner. I agree. Look at that. I'm sure SP3 had the same take as well. Anyway, go check out that stuff and plenty more. Uh, this Wednesday on this channel, my long-form interview with Speedball Mike Bailey drops. Oh, yeah. Looking That's forward cool. to that. The notes are up over on Fightful Select. Uh, best Five Bucks in the Business. I can say that here. And I don't know if you have anything else to plug. Um... Fightful Overbooked, yes. Rob and Maggie coexisting. That's uh, Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern. Spotlight this week on this channel, 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Very early show. I don't know how much I'm going to speak unless I'm trolling Steven Jensen to get a big reaction out of him. I, I, I think he spoke a little bit about it on The Weekender, but that's you know kind of a solo format for for jensen i will be able to see jensen knows i'm trolling though so that's like but i can still rile him up i know i can rile up jensen when it when it comes to uh the uh the the cody Rhodes and the rock cutting in line it's like private party just getting getting walked in through the the velvet rope losers just a losers. bunch of losers losers how where's are the, they got a graphic how are yeah. they getting a title shot where's the rock getting 
title shots around here. These, these losers getting title shots. The ranking. Why is Tomohiro Ishii getting an international title shot? All he does is lose. That's true. On AEW I, television. I didn't want to bring it up, but I think that's a very pointed comment. He's a big old loser. He's a big old loser. Everybody in AEW is just a giant loser. No one should pay attention to that show because the wins and losses don't actually matter. They lie to you about wins and losses mattering on that show. It's all lies. Wrestling is one big lie. Everyone's a loser. You're a loser for watching it. Your fandom doesn't matter. What you like doesn't matter. What you care about does not matter. All we're doing is making graphics and posts online and proving our loserdom to everyone in the world. Thank you to all of you losers for tuning in and watching this show. Continue on with the rest of your day being a big old giant loser. Uh, I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary and losers beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. We're back on Overbooked on Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Cheers.